The following podcast is recommended for mature audiences only. The following podcast is recommended for adults only. Maturity is not a requirement. Hello and welcome to episode 57 of Dear Download, a podcast where we get to share our most intimate and treasured memories of Download Festival. We'll talk about each year, the bands we saw, the bands we missed and everything else noteworthy that happened across the weekend. Also, we'll touch upon any news, other festivals and the music industry past, present and future. This episode, we are talking about bands that turned 20 this year. So, not bands, albums that turned 20 this year. Uh, So, albums that were released in 2003 and we have a considerable amount more than we did last episode. And we had eight for 30 years old ones. So we've got 22 or 23 albums. This was an insane year for albums. I'm Adam. And as always, I'm here with Simon. How you doing, man? Hello. How you doing? Good. I'm still fucked. Um, you might be able to hear it again already. But uh, uh, yeah, my voice is fucked. I'm still ill. Is, is this... Is this the third episode now that you've been in in a row, or is it two? Uh, second. Um, it second. Be, yeah. It's almost four weeks. So it was. It was a Friday. I first started feeling rough, and it would be yeah, four weeks this Friday. Uh, I don't feel too yeah. bad anymore. Just yeah. my throat is just. It's just got a real tickly cough, uh, and it sucks. Yeah. <laughs> it really sucks. Annoying. Well, Adam is a trooper as always, so he is continuing to do the podcast. Like he said, yeah, we got a ton of albums to talk about today loads um some of them we'll talk about briefly some of them we'll talk about in more detail but we will fly through them and we're excited about this one because uh as ad said this was a very good year for albums wowza yeah. i mean i went downstairs and counted how many of the 22 that i have on cd it turns out i have 15 of the 22 jesus i was CD. gonna do that so i would have bought i would have bought 15 of these albums uh, at the time and listened to loads of them after or yeah. whatever but yeah i had a lot of these on cd i'll tell you which ones i guess as we go through but, uh, yeah i'm gonna have yeah, a quick a count of, of which ones i had too one two well i got three, the cd collection out downstairs four. so i just went down and went is that there yeah that's there <laughs> that's there seven did i buy saint anger i don't think i did how did i listen God, to I saint anger not. in 2003 i hope you didn't waste your money on that i certainly didn't <laughs> that's definitely not one that i bought 10 11 12 sorry alexander i know he's, oh, I got... he, he said to me in the comments in the discord like hey man come on you gotta listen to saint anger <laughs> i was like <laughs> no i don't i already know how how i feel about it <laughs> um yeah it turns out i had i have well i yeah i already own like 13 of them oh, that's that's so loads not, yeah it's loads absolutely loads back yeah yeah back in the day dude to buy like 13 cds that came out in one year <laughs> means it was a very there would be some years where i would buy that many and then there'd be other years where i'd buy like two or three so to buy that many cds even if you didn't buy them at the time but still from that year that's yeah. a lot of cds to buy from 2003 yeah yeah i mean i i, I don't think i bought all of mine in 2003 because some some of these um I mean, I can give um, there'll be some that people already know. So, so things like uh, Meteora, I bought straight away, and there's some others that I was surprised that came out the same that that came out the same year as Meteora, probably because I owned them much later. Um, but uh, yeah, so yeah, 
all of them are from 2003 and it's insane just insane because <laughs> they're fucking crazy yeah. yeah man wicked can't wait to talk about these looking forward to it yeah uh so really quickly how have you been uh how's the last two weeks been yeah really good um cool busy busy at work driving all everywhere i've been in reading a lot this week um i mean you know you don't really go to reading unless you absolutely have to but <laughs> I, I i had to go there for work um so yeah not really doing much um yeah uh i mean no one can see this but you will see it's my videos mm, yeah uh, i'm sure my 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 video will be out by this time i have cut all of my hair off um so now i have spiky hair um and it's very strange but nice at the same time yeah so yeah i'm excited about it but yeah it was uh it was crazy it's so much hair <laughs> like on the floor like i took a picture I'll, sh- I'll send you the picture there was so much hair like awesome. i didn't realize how long my hair was until he started chopping it off yeah and it literally took him about half an hour just to get rid of the hair <laughs> to actually start like styling and cutting and trimming and all that stuff so yeah it was but, crazy yeah. yeah well like you said you obviously can't see this uh it does look good the first thing i thought of was uh you know, you know, on on online when you see uh, a picture that says like, if if the tech if the tech metal guitarist looks like this, you are about to die, and that's what he that's what Simon <laughs> now looks like. Do you know? What I think though, I think these glass with without the glasses, I don't look. He doesn't look as nerdy. But when I put the glasses yeah. on, I look like a I look like a real nerd. Yeah, you so, do. Yeah, feeling <laughs> you it, really I do. like it. <laughs> awesome i'm good thank you <laughs> well, well, oh sorry yeah sorry uh i thought you were gonna be one to say else simon's mic am i done is simon's that me okay i'm done cut, cut cut out there oh the, my mic cut out mic cut out no i really do want to know how adam's been um how have you been mate how have you been uh, yeah no generally i've been all right i i was still feeling pretty rough for about a week after last last time we we recorded and now for the last for the last week like I said, my my throat is still fucked up, but I I don't feel too ill anymore. Just I'm coughing fucking yeah. loads. I've not I've never had yeah. a I've never had a cold last this. I'm, I'm I think it's a cold anyway. But I've never had one that lasts this this long. Uh, Kelly's had a few. Um, There's one that she had that lasted like six months, I think. And, and yeah. I think it was sort of it, it was just before the pandemic as well. So when when all the symptoms and the, the information came out, people were like, "Have you got COVID?" I know. I've, I've had this for a lot longer. I've had this for longer than COVID's existed. But, uh, it's a we, um, long cold, man. Yeah, I actually had to um, cancel a uh, murder mystery night because of it. Oh. I, I just just before COVID, I started running murder mysteries for some friends, and I was I thought I was going to do like three a year. I found a really cool website that you can get them from. The first one was just a typical nineteen twenties one. The second one I found was a, a superhero murder mystery, and it was really mm. cool. Yeah, and and like nice. it's not just who killed this the the person who's been murdered. Like some some characters will have items on them. They all have items on them. Some have money. Some people are trying to earn loads of money to to do certain things. So they're trying to like steal the money of other people. I think one person had a blue banana, which is an actual thing. But then one of oh. one of the other superheroes. The blue banana was his kryptonite. So if he found out the other person had a blue banana, he'd be like, "Stay away from me oh. with that." So yeah, it was really cool. <laughs> loads awesome. of loads of little cool things with it. But um, yeah, because Kelly was coughing, like I think one of the people invited was pregnant, and she was like, oh, "I don't, I don't want to risk it just in case I'm it is COVID," because there was no in- information about it at that point. But uh, yeah, gutted. I was so I was so enjoying doing those murder mysteries. 
That sounds awesome, man. Yeah. Really cool. Now who's the nerdy one? <laughs> yeah, Jesus Christ. Nerd alert. Nerd yeah. alert. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like I said, the, the, the website was really cool. And it was like, it was only 20 quid. And obviously you, you could print all the things out and give people the handouts and, and their items. But like £20 for one night's, like a full night's entertainment. Um, and they had loads awesome. and loads of different scenarios on there as well. Like there was a Wild West one. There was all sorts of different sort of genres as well. Awesome. Yeah. I've not done one since because of the bloody COVID pandemic. <laughs> it sucked. Um, but yes. Um, sorry, that was a bit of a sidetrack already. I am okay, <laughs> though. I'm fine. We have lots and lots Good. of albums to talk about. Do we have any news or new releases to talk about no we, we there's no time let's okay. just go let's just i didn't think just, so let's just pile into the to the subject obviously we're talking about the year 2003 which uh seemed like it was only yesterday but apparently it was 20 years ago which is absolutely insane how time flies um so yeah pop culture rewind um it was the first year of the congestion charge in London, which is an interesting one. So, well, for us Londoners anyway, because it was everyone who had a car at that point was like, oh, really? Now you're going to charge me to go into certain <laughs> parts of London? This is ridiculous. Um, depressing note, the Iraq war began in 2003. If you remember, I remember that being covered really heavily at the time on the news and stuff. Yeah. Um, the book Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix was released. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, England won the Rugby World Cup, if everyone remembers that, the famous drop goal at the end, which is a classic sport moment. Oh, who remember was that? that? Johnny something? Is it Johnny? Yeah, Johnny Wilkinson. Johnny Wilkinson. I can't, re- yeah, can't believe I remember that because I don't like rugby. Well, well done, mate. But it's a classic. It's a classic moment. It's great. Yeah. Um, England are doing really well in the World Cup at the moment, which I'm happy about. Um, it was the year Buffy the Vampire Slayer aired for the last time, which I can't believe it was that long ago, which is... <laughs> insane um this is an interesting one apple itunes launched in 2003 huh so that long ago um and finally cristiano ronaldo made his debut for manchester united nice so some interesting stuff there uh and films it was a good year for films as well uh just just a brief overview of some films uh the matrix revolutions came out love actually uh pirates of the caribbean curse of the black pearl that was the first one. What were you going to say? Nice. What? What was that? The second Matrix Revelations. Uh, or the third one? No, that's the third one. Third one. Okay. Um, Lord of the Rings: The Return of the King hmm, came nice. out in two thousand and three, which is a good film. Yeah. Uh, ending's too long, but it's still a great film. Um, Bad Boys Two, which was a great one. Bruce Almighty, Too Fast, Too Furious. That's right. Only the second good. Fast and Furious it's a good film. film. <laughs> it is good. It is good. It's very dated though. It's very, very dated, but it's still good. Yeah. Uh, Kill Bill, and finally, the piece of trash that I went to the cinema to see, unfortunately, and paid my hard-earned money for, Terminator 3, Rise of the Machines. Is that the one with... Uh, oh, what's his name? Is it Williamson? Or Wil- could it be Wilkinson again? What's the, what's the main guy in that? No, hang on. That's the woman. I'm thinking of Terminator Genesis, where they're actually going yeah, not- go to... Oh, God, no. Let's not talk about Genesis. I think Terminator, I quite like that awful. one. Hello, what are you doing? Genesis. Was it? What, you liked Genesis or Rise Against, or Rise Against I, the Machine? I, I need to look it up. Salvation, Sam Worthington. Oh, I love that film. I quite like that one, yeah. That's, I, 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 I don't know why that film gets so much like shit, because I thought that Salvation was great. Yeah. I thought that um, 
I thought that they miscast um, Thingy as John Connor. I don't think that bit of the film was right, but I do think the actual movie itself with Sam Worthington being the, you know, hybrid Terminator was really good. Love that film. Yeah. I thought it was great. But yeah, Rise Against Machines is w- was pretty terrible. Yeah. Terminator Genesis is legitimately possibly one of the worst things I've ever watched. So don't watch that one. <laughs> All right. It's terrible. <coughs> Bye-bye. <laughs> good night. <laughs> good night. <laughs> oh, you got it. Thank you. Yeah, so yeah, 2003 some interesting things happened. Yeah. What well, well, I um, we didn't do this one for the last one cuz we were probably a bit too young, but what were you doing in 2003? Um I remember I had uh I dyed my hair blonde in 2003. I had like hair like this, like short spiky hair, but I dyed it blonde because I thought that was really cool. Yeah. Well, um, and then it grew out and it looked like I had frosted tips. Chester Bennington. Cool. <clears throat> oh, it was pure Chester. Yeah. Everything Chester done, I done. He got the piercing in the middle, I got the piercing in the middle. He shaved his head, I shaved my head. Yeah. He dyed his hair blonde, I dyed my hair blonde. <laughs> he got a red mohawk, I got a red mohawk. I basically just done anything that Chester done, nice. I copied completely. What a nerd. Awesome. I was uh, it, it was my first year of college in 2003. Oh, nice. So yeah, I, I just sort of finished school, first year of college and I I do I like I said earlier, I remember I remember well, I was doing IT because I wanted to do psychology, but I didn't have enough GCSEs. So I was like, I'll do IT to get to get enough. Um but I remember Meteora coming out and I remember St. Anger coming out. Um uh, Meteora, I remember sitting at my we had a computer in the kitchen in my house. I'm pretty sure it was still dialed up at that point. Oh, it, yeah. yeah. It in 2003, been, you definitely yeah. would have had... You would have had to pay a lot of money if you would have, like, the proper broadband. Yeah. Sat definitely would have had dial-up. Talking on MSN Messenger at that PC. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All I remember is the, the beer emoji. We used, to, we used to be like, yeah, come on, we're going to go out. Where are we going? The park. And then everyone would just send the beer emoji. <laughs> and then we'd all go to the park <laughs> and meet each other. <laughs> awesome. Um... Okay. Classic. What should we talk about first? Yeah, I think you should we you can... should we start with Meteora? Yeah. Because you just mentioned it. Should we start we start okay. at probably I'd probably say the biggest metal infused al- selling album of that year. I mean it went yeah. gold within like fucking weeks of coming out. Yeah. Because <laughs> people were anticipating it so much. Um so you had you had a re listen of it, didn't you? Uh yes, today. Uh I mean, yeah, just today. What 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 were your overall thoughts on the album? Like how long has it been since you've listened to it in its entirety? Probably would you say? many, many years now. And um, yeah, do you know what? I don't think it holds up the way hybrid theory holds up. I hadn't thought of that until you just asked me. But yeah, I didn't have the same nostalgia with 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 uh, Meteora. I mean, it's still good, but some of the songs you, they're obviously part of the album, um, and you listen to them and and they sound good. But yeah, some of the songs just sort of drag on a bit now. Yeah, I th- I think I I always call this one. It's like the ugly cousin of Hybrid Theory. Like it's a really good album. Like it's a solid, good like second album from a band that had like a few huge opening. I wasn't I wasn't disappointed with it at the time. Yeah, and listening to it again, I, I you know I still think it's a really good album. But it just doesn't reach the highs that Hybrid Theory reached. Although I will say for this album. Hybrid theory feels more like songs they wrote over a long time that are stuck together. And this one feels like an album they wrote at the same time. Okay. I would say that's the only difference I noticed on this re-listen of Meteora. Like it 
feels more like an album that was written where the song, I know some of the songs like um, Breaking the Habit, he was writing for a long time, but the most of the album, it feels like it was all written, you know, within the same sessions. I know they yeah. wrote a lot of this album while they were on tour, making a touring hybrid theory. Yeah. So they made a lot of this in the back of their like tour van or tour bus. It was fucking huge. Yeah. Because um, I remember seeing on the DVD extras of um, Party at the Pancake Festival, it had them making Somewhere I Belong in the back of their um, tour bus. No, I never knew so, that. Yeah, they, they'd done the demos. Obviously, didn't record the album, but they'd done all the demos on the back of the bus. So it was all written while they were on tour. But yeah, I think it, feel, it feels more like an album written all at once rather than Hybrid Theory feels like songs all stuck together, but they're, but the songs are better. Yeah. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. Um, do you have any notes on this one? Not really, no. To read off? Uh, or... But I was just okay, looking... Okay, just... Sh- go on. Because um, when, when I was listening to it, I was curious how long we were waiting from Hybrid Theory, Hybrid Theory because that was massive as soon as it released, wasn't it? Uh, like, everyone had it. And I think it was three years we we waited. Um, yeah. And so the, the anticipation would have been massive as well. I'm not sure oh, it was how much huge in advance they actually announced that they were releasing it. I feel like it might have been announced very, very shortly before the album actually released but i can't i can't remember it was, it was a while because they played faint live at an mtv show that was recorded for mtv before meteora came out okay and that even though that wasn't the first single because somewhere i belong was yeah they played faint at this mtv show and it they put that out and i remember listening to that thinking that's a sick tune like yeah. i can't wait <laughs> for the new album that that is awesome but they didn't they end up releasing that later down the line and they released somewhere i belong first but yeah it was a while but i bought this the day it came out i was like i, I went to the shop i was like i have to get this album right now yeah i remember i saved my money i was like yeah buy my euro right now <laughs> and i got the like i got the thick cardboard version which had the free dvd with it which had the making of on it i don't know which one i've got it might be that one as well yeah because i remember watching the making of and thinking this is really cool that a band like actually put a DVD with like the making of the album on it. I thought that was so cool. I watched that DVD so many times. Yeah. Because I was like, it's so cool to see them talking about the songs. And like, you know, this is the sort of stuff we take for granted now with YouTube and the internet and stuff. But back then, if a band had like special features on the DVD, that was like a big deal because you were like, I can actually watch stuff to do with the album and get more like insight apart from reading like magazines, like obviously Kerrang, Rock Sound and Metal Hammer and shit. But I thought that was awesome. Should I, should I go through what I've what I've Yeah, yeah, written? go for it. <clears throat> so I've written, um, I love almost everything about this album. Um, it's packed full of great songs. Although I prefer hybrid, hybrid theory, this is still a fantastic follow-up. Um, Don't Stay is a great opener and sets the tone for the album. Um, and then you've just, it's full of other classic songs. Obviously, Somewhere I Belong, I think, still is a really, really great track. Um, Lying From You's awesome with its like hip-hop sort of vibe. Faint's obviously amazing. Yeah. Breaking the Habit's a classic. Yeah. From the Inside and Numb. It does have a lot of high points. I just don't think it's as good an album as Hybrid Theory is. I will say, though, there's one track on this album that I've never liked. Okay. And I still don't <laughs> like this track now. It might be the only Linkin Park song that I find annoying. Right. And it's the track Easier to Run. Oh, I like that one. I, I never liked that yeah. song and I still don't. I don't know why, but skip every time. Yeah, yeah interesting. If I listen to this album, easier to run skip. Listen to the whole rest of the album. Yeah. I just, I, I don't. 
I don't like I just don't like that vocal part. Yeah. <laughs> like for someone who writes who writes like lyrically and vocally so many good hooks, I just think it's really annoying. Yeah. And now we've learned from the songs that they've released off off this when the, it was 20 years there were better songs that they made that didn't go on the album and they yeah. put easier to run on there instead so that's even more annoying now that i know they made better songs that could have gone on instead of easier to run yeah um, but i think i remember uh mike shinoda saying about <clears throat> lost um it basically had the same feel as faint i think um and they only yeah. had faint on so there might have been other reasons for the other ones to not go on like yeah, yeah, easier definitely. to run is fine. much different, well, yeah, very much different to the other songs. So maybe that's why it was on there. I quite like true, it though. True. I like it musically. Yeah. <clears throat> I just don't like the vocal vocal hook at all. I just I just don't like that. But yeah. But overall, I still on re-listen think it's a really good album. And a lot of bands have that second album syndrome. Yeah. They did not have that because obviously this is a really good album. Great follow up to you know a historic album. So yeah. Cool. It was nice to. I I I've listened to the singles and stuff, but I haven't listened to the whole album in quite a while. I'd say probably five or six years, yeah, at least. This album is not the first Linkin Park album I go to 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 stick on. I stick on a lot of the others over this. Yeah, one. I think so too. But I think it's because of what you said. It's so similar to Hybrid Theory, um, but just not quite as good. So if you're gonna to listen to one of them, it'll be Hybrid Theory. To get that feel, which is why, which is why they said that minutes to midnight is so vastly different to Meteor and, and Hybrid Theory because they didn't want to do a part three, right? Because I remember Mike Shinoda saying that their sounds so easy to replicate; they're just doing the same things over and over again, and they wanted to, you know, they wanted to mess around and try new stuff. So, and I think that minutes to midnight is a far better album than Meteor is. So, okay, yeah, but in today's world, that would have been fine though, because like. You- you just you just reeled off like what five or six singles from Meteora, and that's what you want mm. for playing live. People don't listen to the albums yeah. anymore. Um, I saw them on this tour at Wembley. It was great. Uh, they had Lost Profits as the main support. Did they? I was yeah. going to bring them up, but they later. just really start. They just really start something, and um, I don't care what you say about Lost Profits. You know that is an awful, terrible thing. But that start something album is fucking great. Yeah, both I, their first albums are brilliant. I don't know it really. It's, unfor- it's unfortunate that you know. We, no one wants to listen to them anymore, and it's understandable. It's just a shame because it's a really good album. Yeah. But anyway, we'll we'll what, move, um, move on. Yeah. yeah. Hybrid theory. How, does hybrid theory? Does, sorry, does Meteor get a thumbs up from oh, you? Oh, absolutely. Then? Almost all good. of these albums do. From okay. Wicked. Uh, you pick the next one, bro. Okay. Well, we started pick on with the highest. Know. Shall we go for the lowest? Shall we talk about the <laughs> elephant <laughs> in the room? <laughs> Shall we get it out of the way now so we can move on with our lives? Yeah. Yeah, and I don't so, have to talk about this fucking typo album. negative. <laughs> <laughs> don't let me fly off the handles, boy. No, kidding joke. No. Uh, it's, oh, uh, come on, man. Oh, I don't. I didn't. Uh, Saint Anger, Stanger. I don't know. Stanger. <laughs> Stanger. Oh God. I didn't so, hate Stanger. Am I being weird and not okay. unique by saying Stanger? I bet people no, have made that you joke. Don't, I don't. You know. People can feel some people love this album. Other people are like just they just don't care about it. They're just mild to it. Yeah. I actively don't like this album. Okay. And do you want to know the main reason why? Go on. Because it was such a disappointment yeah. at the time I, for me. I bet. It was a real letdown. Yeah. 
real, real, probably one of the most I feel like I've ever been let down by being anticipated, anticipating an album and then an album coming out, listening to it and just being like, oh God, what <laughs> what on earth have they done? So yeah, well, tell me, tell me about your um, listen. What did what, you uh, think? No, did anything stand just, out? Just on or? what you just said, what, what was their album before this? Would it have been Reload? Yeah, they'd released, um, well, they released like live stuff, like St. Anger had came out, Garage Inc. had came out, but Reload was the actual proper album that they'd released since this. So it was a long time because, you know, Reload was what, 96? That's so, a, again, I was going to look that up to see how long yeah. we were waiting. 95 or 96, Reload was? Um, yeah, 97. So that was six years between those two. Sorry, 97, yeah. Um, so yeah, so, I, I, can, I can understand people's anger. Uh, hey! um, people so yeah it, it was obviously different for me listening to it 20 years later so this was the first time i ever listened to it uh i i, I know i said before i listened to it well, i listened to the first three songs in college went nah and i've never ever listened to it since um and i didn't hate it what i th- i thought musically it's it's quite good but it's like they didn't gel very well they, they were all writing maybe separately I don't know, like, a lot of them, a lot of the songs, the guitars were really good. Um, and the singing was really good, but they just didn't work together. Um, yeah, it's just, there's something off about it. And obviously, we know now with the movie Some Kind of Monster, there was a lot of turmoil going on in the band. You know, Jason had left. Um, they got Trujillo in. Uh, they got, you know, they, they'd have been arguing. Uh, Hetfield had been in rehab and back out and it had just been a whole bit of turmoil right in it so I can understand that it, it wasn't anyway going to turn out to be the best album even if they would have just played standard Metallica songs I don't yeah. think it would have ended up being anything great necessarily I don't mind the sing the song St. Anger yeah um I quite I sing along to it and I quite I quite like that song yeah um I think because I I sort of taught myself to love it because it was being played on Kerrang and that so much but I don't think there are any other redeeming features on the album i don't think personally and i've said it a million times but i'll say it again as soon as james hetfield started frantic talking i was out i was i was there i think do you know what i think that's my main thing with this album is yeah the music's okay the drum sound is god awful i don't know i don't know i don't know how i don't know how they listened to that in the studio through studio speakers and said we're not going to EQ that snare any different because that snare sounds perfect. <laughs> yeah. So God knows how they got to that stage because it really does sound like pots and pans. That's off-putting because with Metallica, you look, you want a nice, fat fucking drum sound. You know, on your some albums, snare, you know, um, Lars's snare sounds just nice. It's got nice drum, kick sounds good. It's all EQ'd properly. So it's just such a weird <laughs> way to go. And I can see what they were trying to do. At this time, you know, new metal was a big influence. Yeah. I know at this point, new metal was dying on its ass, <clears throat> but that's the sort of direction they were going in because those were the bands that they played yeah. all their shows with, and they were around. So and when they were writing it, it wouldn't have been dying. It would have no, been writing no, it. No, it was like the height. Yeah, two thousand and one, two was like the 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 heights of new metal. Yeah. You know? So <clears throat> I can see why they went this way. It just it doesn't work for me on any level. Like it just it, it doesn't bite me. It doesn't grab my attention. The the lyrics are just almost unforgivably bad. Yeah. They're just well, that's really bad. That's what I got about the first song, Frantic. It's got lots of changes throughout it, and I didn't mind that. Mm-hmm. And I, dude, I did wonder if 
it's because I listened to Dream Theater earlier that day, which has got lots of changes, and it's going backwards and forwards. Yeah, like different, very proggy. Yeah. And I'm like, would it have been different if I hadn't listened to Dream Theater earlier? But yeah, if the lyrics were better, it would be an infinitely better song. I like the changes. Oh, no, I've already said about that. Um, but yeah, like the just the whole tick, 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 tock, tock. Like, why? I don't understand that. Like, he, he went for that. It wasn't yeah. just like the the melody of it as well and the I think it's I think it's like staccato is like tick 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 tick. Um and, and you've said before, like just before this album they released I Disappear, which was completely oh. different. It was like hey, 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 hey all one um, sound. That is a fucking amazing Metallica song. Yeah. And they done on uh, on S and M. They done uh, you know new, they put, they had new tracks on S and M that they played live with the orchestra. Like No Leaf Clover, it's probably one of the best Metallica songs. And they just recorded it and wrote it for S and M. If they continued writing songs like that and I Disappear, could have been a really good album. But I can see what they were trying to do and the reasons why they were trying to do it. Yeah. But I just think it just it 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 just failed. I just I think you know back. Listen, I'm all for bands trying new shit. And they'll they'll admit this as much as the next person that they'll admit that it's not their best album, but they tried something, it didn't work. Yeah, they tried it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, believe me, things would get a lot worse in the future with albums like Lulu, which are <laughs> infinitely worse than this album. So I'd rather be strapped to a chair and having to listen to St. Anger a thousand times than being strapped to a chair and listening to Lulu once all the way through. <laughs> so yeah. Cool. Well, yeah. Well, Saint Saint Anger, the the song I've I've written, it starts like a limp biscuit song like the sound and and the riff but it's too long um some kind of monster has a really cool start that's all i've got for that um yeah that has some beefy riffs in it yeah invisible kid i quite liked the start of invisible kid um it sounds very offspringy i think but it goes weird it should be a four minute song not an eight minute song um and then i've got yeah m- maybe it's a shower not a grower we, we spoke about that earlier about stuff growing on you I I felt yeah. familiar with this like first time listening. Wh- whether I was concentrating a lot more because I knew this was going to be a big talk because it was my first time listening yeah. to it in twenty years. Maybe I was concentrating more, but like I could see how it would get boring after a few listens as well. It was like all new to me. It was all interesting, even if it wasn't very good. Uh, but w- what would I think listening to it for the fourth or fifth time? You know, it just I could see yeah, how it would just true. get boring to people. Yeah, I, I I don't hate this album almost as much as I as I used to. I've kind of gotten over it a little bit now. But yeah, I just they tried something, and for me, it just it just didn't work. Yeah. It didn't work at all. Yeah, I got a few more from from the so I was t- I was uh, writing down what my thoughts of each song was as well going through it. I got fucking loads for this one. I don't know, <laughs> not much for anything else. Uh, but yeah, Crack my on. world, uh, nothing spectacular. Again, individually good parts, but I was getting tired of listening to the separate parts, like thinking oh that guitar's good but that's those lyrics or the melody of the lyrics don't really go with it i was just like i just want to listen to an album i don't want to be like analyzing it anymore or listening <laughs> and then you were shouting parts. kelly can you sh- shut up bashing those pots and pans <laughs> oh sorry it's just the drum sound oh, oh yeah. <laughs> uh shoot me again again guitar parts were very much at the time they sound you well sounds a bit like spine shank in some places i thought that one um and then Sweet Amber, I think I liked it, right? Yeah. Sweet Amber, again, kind of cool song. At first it sounded a bit like the um, I Disappear. I, I I thought it did have a bit of that like sound and, and the longer notes. Uh, but then he goes back to the, the short, sharp. Da, 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 da. I don't know why. 
Why? Why did he do that? Like, that could have been no, a good song. He's trying to. But yeah, it was it was an interesting first listen. I don't know if I would yeah. give it a second listen. No, I I'll, I'll give it that. It's an interesting album because it's an interesting topic of conversation between Metallica fans and non-Metallica fans. So it's always an interesting yeah. album to talk about, whether you love it or hate it. So yeah, yeah. I'm glad that you finally you know uh, stuck on the headphones and listened I've to it all the said way through. Ages ago, I was going to listen to this, and I never did. So. I have, and I, I I wanted to give it a good listen for the first time. Good. Uh, I think that's, yeah, that's all of my notes for that one. What do you want to talk about next? Sure, well, you just said typo negative, trying to diss them. So let's talk about typo negative, Life is Killing Me. Now, we listened to a typo album last week on last episode, um, and Adam wasn't thrilled by it because um, it was quite depressing. This one is definitely more upbeat than that one was. Um but did you listen, and what did you think? Not really. I didn't really listen. <laughs> no. uh, I think I listened to the first couple of songs. Um, couldn't get into it. Knowing I had loads of loads of albums to listen to, I was like, right, let's listen to something different. Uh, get myself into it, and I never ended up going back to it. Going back to it. Okay. Uh, yeah. Well, you said that you knew the song, I Don't Want to Be Me. Yeah. You said, and that's a big, big tune. Yeah, um, well, I'll run through one. my notes, and then we can chat a little bit more about it. So... I've put uh, this album has a really good feel um, and some really great songs. Um, I don't want to be me is obviously an absolute banger with a catchy chorus. Just yeah. great, great guitars, brilliant. Um, Todd's Good Ship is fantastic. Um, I like Goyles or Girls um, is a good <laughs> punk style track um, with Peter's like uh, woo ho- howling vocals, which is great. Um, Life is Killing Me has a great slow sludginess to it um with a really nice synth led riff uh and angry itch has a load of misfits influence uh, which they do throughout their albums i think it's a really good typo negative album it's probably my third favorite typo album i would say um it's definitely okay. more although it, the songs sound like they're more positive it was all about his parents death so um <laughs> okay. both his parents died in quite quick succession um, which are basically what all the songs are about. Um, weirdly, in the song I Don't Want to Be Me, he predicted his own death. Really? Yeah, he says, without warning, heart attack. And that's exactly how he died. Yeah, bloody hell. Which is, uh, yeah, and he talks about the funeral and everything in that song, which is uh, really, really creepy when you listen back to it now and you think, yeah. wow, he, <laughs> without warning, heart attack, and that's exactly how he died, which is actually pretty crazy i know it was quite a long time before but still as a typo fan and a big peter Steele fan it's like whoa that's really creepy <laughs> yeah yeah so but yeah but i think overall this is a really good album really good really worth a, a listen obviously if you like typo or if you like slow sludgy goth metal i think it's yeah awesome i don't think i like slow sludgy goth metal looking at the list things i do i think i got a bit further than just the two songs actually i'll probably move about halfway through um but yeah i i didn't enjoy it. I couldn't really concentrate much on it because I wasn't enjoying it. Okay, that's that's fair. That's fair enough. Okay, we shall move on to the next album, which Adam will pick. Oh, okay. Uh, let's go back to my notes. Where are my notes? Um, let's go Chimera, The Impossibility of Reason. Oh, baby. Okay, first um, of all, are you a Chimera fan or have you listened to them before or is this your first time listening to like a whole album? This Chimera? My, my first time listening to an album. Um, I had liked their singles that they, the the singles that they put out. Um, I've said this about a few bands uh, recently. Just um, yeah, I did like the singles, but I knew it wasn't my kind of thing enough to want to buy the album. 
so I never really listened to an album. But I I do know loads of people who had this album, loved them. Yeah, I think it was around album. the same time it was Chimera, Hatebreed, um, a few others. Yeah, massive at the time. <clears throat> 2003 was like when metalcore and metal really started to take off out of the sort of wounds of new metal. So yeah. it was perfect timing, really. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, I don't really have much to say. I don't have any actual notes. Um, I did enjoy it, but uh, I, can't, I can't actually pick out any, any song song names. <clears throat> That's all right. I have <laughs> plenty of notes <laughs> to go through. So I'll go through mine awesome. and then you can you can um, stop me if you want to say something, dude. Yeah, um, cool. So I've just put... Uh, so Chimera, Impossibility of Reason. I've just put this album is non-stop. Thunderous vocals, drums, and guitars. The opening track, Cleansation, is pure brutality. Mark's guttural vocals are just <laughs> unreal, literally, like crazy. Um, Pictures in a Gold Room feels like a callback to the first album with its like weird, haunting, screechy samples and then like subtle chorus vocals, like half-singing sort of vocals. Um... The song Power Trip is literally like the entire band has turned on God mode. Like, if you listen to that song, you're like, yeah, every single person has just gone, I'm going to play this instrument at 100% and someone's (laughs) going to record it. Like, it's just (laughs) fucking insane, dude. Um, Yeah, it's so satisfying when he screams, fuck your power trip, and it just goes... And just goes back into it again. Like it's just his vocals in this album are just I can't get over how good Mark's vocals are the whole way through. Um Down Again is a great single and yeah. um shows that the band could write a catchy chorus along with really heavy guitars, you know, as the backdrop like the rest of the album has, but it's slightly different because it is a little bit more melodic. Um and I put pure hatred is exactly how it sounds. It literally sounds like he <laughs> hates the microphone while he's screaming into it. Um and when he screams, I hate everyone, it's just great. So from top to bottom, if you're a fan of metal, especially, and you haven't heard Impossibility of Reason by Chimera, you really need to listen to this album because it is a fucking great metal album. Although not my favorite Chimera album. I yeah. think it's a I think it's a nine out of ten album, but I think that the first album, Pass Out of Existence, I like a little bit more. It's similar. Okay. It's a little bit different. It's a little more, I don't know how to put this, a little more experimental, not quite as just sort of metal. They tend to experiment a little bit more and pass out of existence, but I prefer yeah. that album. But I would stick on Chimera and Possibility Reason anytime. I just say, yeah, you want to put that album on? Go for it. Love every single song. Yeah. So yeah, I-, I loved it at the time. I saw them on this tour as well. Um, I saw them at Download a couple of years after and I saw them support in flames in 2004 as well at hammersmith which was a fucking great gig um so yeah i nice i love this album <laughs> yeah it's uh, great yeah looking down through that yeah i did know power trip down again maybe pure hatred um but thinking back to it it was one of those bands that i wanted to be into more actually i i, I loved those singles it's not like um it's not like i just accepted those singles and, and thought they were okay i really did like those and I wish I, I think, could have got into a more more at the time. I wish I could go back in time with you to download 2006, five or six. On the second stage, it was sixth, then... No, Chimera, then sixth, then Devil Driver. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that was the order. And uh, talk about three absolutely insane bands that I love one after the other. Chimera yeah. Live were really, really good. Like, fucking great. I saw them 
probably six or seven times, a couple of times at download. Hopefully they'll come back and do a reunion tour because they seem to do that every like four or five years. Yeah. So yeah, I think seeing having them back at download one year when they get back together would be something to witness, I think. I think I think I was there for that. I think I saw Chimera and probably six. I, I know I definitely wasn't a Devil Driver fan until I was in uni, so that would have been like 2011, I think. After. I could have guessed that you would have been at that sixth show, yeah. without a doubt. We'll definitely. get to them in a little bit. Oh, we will. But yeah, oh, but yeah, we'll get to them in a little bit. But yeah, oh, it's good, great. Yeah, Do uh, what, yeah, I, but yeah, I am probably going to try and listen to this Chimera album a few more times because I do, I do like them. Uh, it is Mike? I, I kind of went off of the really, really heavy metal with a real heavy screaming, but I don't hate it. I, I, I still enjoy it sometimes, and I do want to. Yeah, I do want to try and listen to this album some more. I might give the first yeah. one a listen as well. Yeah, I think Definitely Past Out Existence, might, you might like more. It's a little bit more weird in a good way. Like they, they tend to experiment a little more. Some of the stuff's similar, but I, I, I prefer the first album. But um, like Chimera after this was great. And um, Resurrection as well was fucking like, those first four albums are just fantastic all the way through. Then after yeah. that, I pick from them and there are a couple of good ones. But yeah, um, but yeah those first four are boom. All right. Uh, interesting story. Pick- interesting story about this one. Actually, um, I've said I listen listen when I'm at work in my van. I think I'd finished an album not long be, before the end of my be end of my, be, before the end of work. So I put this album on. I got to like the second song, something like that. And I got back to work, and one of my managers was out on the bay. And I, as I got out, he was like, "What's that racket?" <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Yes, <laughs> success." That's what you want to hear, doesn't it? Yeah. From like a normie, you want to hear someone say, oh God, that sounds awful. And it's just going to make you like it even more. Yeah. <laughs> someone yeah. normal hates it. <laughs> a non-metaler. Yeah. Um, did you pick that one or did I pick that one? I picked that okay, one. Okay, I will pick now. Let's go in a completely different direction. Let's talk about Blink-182, Blink-182. Okay. Uh, did you yeah. listen? I did. And what did you think? I don't think, I don't really like this album. Uh, I I did I know I know I know oh I did God, like I'm the so sing- su- I'm really surprised by that actually I thought <laughs> that you would say that you would love th- I thought you were going to love this album Yeah no no I I I like the singles from it not quite as much cuz they changed their sound a little bit didn't they Um or maybe, maybe some people might think it was a lot but listening to some of the songs they they did have their old sound in a little bit in some of the songs but yeah, yeah. it just it just changed a little bit too much for me I didn't really like the change that they made i think okay. well i've got a little bit about that in my notes so you hit the yeah, you hit okay. the nail right on the head about that because it is not vastly different but it's quite different to um take off your pants and jacket it's yeah. got a different tone entirely um should i run through my notes quickly and then we can yeah, discuss yeah, go for it. so i've put so this is exactly what you were saying so i've put um, a much more serious tone to this album than their previous work uh Feels like a band wanting to grow up both musically and lyrically. Yeah. It's kind of taking a step away because, you know, they were like probably in their 30s by this point. They were probably like, <laughs> we can't sing about skating and trying to get girls anymore because <laughs> um, we're all married with kids. Um, and I've put um, the album starts with Feeling This, which is um, a link to the last few albums. I think that's the most blink like song you know early blink like song so it kind of feels like it's joining up with the other albums yeah um but then once that song is done the whole tone of the album changes from there out um the album really starts i think with obvious which is the second track 
um, and then continues into Miss You, which is a great dark emotional song with combination of acoustic guitars and orchestral elements, which was weird to hear on a blink. This is a great song, but you listen to it in context with all the others and you think, oh, it's got, you know, cellos and stuff on it, which gives it a completely different sound. Yeah. Um, Violence is probably my favorite or if not one of my favorite blink songs um such a killer chorus um you can tell from the first four songs that they experimented a lot more in this album than they did before they sort of thought oh we've done that before let's try you know doing a spoken word part or putting in some weird drums or putting in some acoustic guitars instead um stockholm syndrome is a killer track the great riff and chug middle part um the fallen interlude drum fill i always loved that feel so it's one of the interlude bits and it's just a it's just a voice saying down 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 and then travis barker doing all of these like drum fills but there's one drum fill where he goes all across the toms everywhere up and down it's so sick i always love that bit yeah um always is obviously another great song full of emotion um that track always strikes a nerve with me i always feel quite emotional or melancholy when that song comes on like it makes me genuinely feel something when always comes on i just i fucking love that song um it's no accident that robert smith from the cure features on the track all of this because you can tell there is a heavy cure influence running all the way throughout this album if into a cure okay. album and you listen to this album you'll be like yeah, they were basically just trying to be the cure for a lot of this album which i think works you don't but i think it's great um but yeah so all of that combined makes for personally my favorite blink album to date you know i haven't the new one sounds like it's gonna be really good but i love this album so much like it's great i love the first two i you know i love all i love all of them to varying degrees i I love enter in the state i love pants take off your pants and jacket but i feel like this one them going in a more grown-up direction i just feel like it works really really well and i think that them experimenting with the songs made them a better band than they were before just doing the yeah. same old sort of pop punk stuff so yeah. yeah i love it i think this album is fucking fantastic but yeah. well yeah it's a similar thing to lincoln park um that we said um we did hybrid theory and meteor which were pretty much the same album um and then they changed the change the sound of the third album uh yeah. and people wanted that change i didn't get into enema of the state so i only have one album of their previous sound so maybe i could have yeah, yeah. done with another one before yeah. getting into this one that's true actually that's a good point I never thought of that because um you know dude ranch had some good tracks on it uh buddha was terrible but yeah by this time i was like it's time for a change yeah but i'd been a blink fan since enemy of the state so that even though that's not a long time being a blink fan that felt like a long time so yeah, I was quite open to the change coming. Am I getting it wrong? I, I thought you only had three albums. No, no, no. I'm there's, sure there's that's what before. you said last week. And you had three albums. No. Oh, yeah. No, Dude Ranch Buddha. was before before yeah. it. Buddha. Buddha, yeah. Cheshire Cat, Dude Ranch. Cheshire Cat. I forgot about Cheshire Cat. What was it Mark Tosh from Tom and Travis show? Oh. That's yeah. a live album. Live. Okay, yeah. I thought they only had Anywhere of the State, Take It With Pants and Jacket, and Blink-182 as albums. I thought that was it. A lot of people probably think that because they don't push those old albums because they're not great. Yeah. They're not great. They're, in parts, they're pretty terrible, but some of the songs are good. What's that? Are these more? Neighbourhoods. Is that a studio album? Yeah, that's after. California. Is that a studio yep. album? And yep. Nine. Yep. Are they all studio albums? All studio albums, yeah. I didn't know that. <laughs> I never They've got knew. loads. 
<laughs> I thought they had like three albums. No, they've done loads. Oh, okay. Excellent. Good. Good stuff. <laughs> yeah, you learn something new every day. One of the biggest bands go, on the planet. I now know they have more albums. Um, one thing I was going to say as we were going through that, you said they changed, obviously, with uh, with the, the older men. You know, they can't really be singing about, um, like, yeah, chasing the girl, uh, skateboarding and all that. And that is something I've thought about. And, and it's not, I don't think it's weird, but with, with bands like Newfound Glory and Sum 41, I don't, I don't know them that well, but I don't think they ever really changed their sound that much. And then, no, I think it might have been Bowling for Soup when I saw them and they're like grey, greying now. And it's like they, 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 yeah. they never, they, they're on stage singing their songs they wrote as like teenagers. And yeah. I have no problem with that. I'm fine with that. But I did wonder how it feels for them being like older but still playing songs as if you were a teenager sort of thing. It's kind I, of like any other band, really, but it'd be different. If you're Iron Maiden, they were making songs in their early 20s. Yeah, yeah. But they were about devils and ghouls <laughs> yeah. and all sorts of shit. So it's a bit different. If you're singing about a girl that you fancied when you were 19 and you're still singing, singing the same song about the girl you fancied when you're 19, when you're 50, that probably does feel a little bit weird. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, I, so, I, I never had yeah. a problem with it. I, I was fine. That's they have to do that. They they wrote the songs. They probably still absolutely love the songs, um, the same as the fans do. So, but yeah, I, I did wonder if it felt a bit odd. But for they them probably sometimes. at the time didn't think they would be singing the same song when they were fifty years old. <laughs> no. So it, you know, you're writing it at the time. You're not thinking about when you're fifty. You're not thinking, oh, I'm going to sing this song in uh, thirty years, and I'll look at these lyrics completely different. You're just releasing it at the time. So yeah, yeah. Right. I've always thought that about pop punk. I mean, that's probably why. I'm not that much of a fan of pop punk because I feel like I can't relate to it anymore. Yeah. Um, which is why it doesn't, it's not one of the genres that I enjoy that much apart from some of the classic stuff that I listened to at the time. But why do I want to listen to a song about teenagers fingering each other when I'm, <laughs> do you know what I mean? In my thirties, like that doesn't, <laughs> Yeah. That, that's just not, that doesn't tailor to me, which I can see why young people like it. Cause I'm sure if I was 20 years old, I mean, I'm only 25, but, you know, if I was 20, <laughs> I would probably love it because it would speak to me. But it spoke to the, you know, 20-year-old Simon, but it doesn't speak to the Simon now. So, yeah, yeah that's but... kind of why I've never got on with pop punk these days. I get that. And I think I just remember the song, I can't remember who it was, but um, I Wish High School Never Ends. Was that Bowling yeah. for Soup? It's like... 40 years old singing you're hoping <laughs> high school never ends <laughs> yeah but i but i think they've they've played up to that now which i like about Bowling for soup because okay. they've got that song haven't they um what is it every um we're, we're, what is it we're all getting old and everybody's okay. doing it or something like that something about them growing old or something something know. like that but they they, yeah. they they play up to it now because they know that they're old and they're singing songs from like you know 20 years ago so if you yeah. play up to it it's fine but like this, I think this is why this was a good choice for Blink to grow up a little bit and, yeah. you know, sing some songs about them now and not songs about what they were doing when they were 20 years old. So I think that's why I like this album so much. It was nice to see a band grow up before your eyes. Yeah, no, I, I get that. Like I said, I never, never thought it was, I, I never had a problem with it. I never thought those stupid, uh, stupid old men singing about high school. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was cool. Um hmm. Should we move on to something else? Yeah, pick one for me, bro. Next, I think we should talk about Casually Dressed and Deep in Conversation by Fear of a Friend. What an Ooh. album. Oh, fantastic. Uh, and apps. Brilliant. Have, yeah. 
again i have no i don't have any notes for this um honestly i would have needed like another month to listen to all of these albums but i'll get this i'll get the album up i'll get the uh, track listing up i mean it's so good start to finish as well that there, there aren't many songs that i sort of dislike a little bit um, no i i think all the way through this is a 10 out of 10 album i think their first two albums are 10 out of 10 albums um i think once they got yeah. to um once it got to the third one tells that tell themselves i thought they started i didn't like that one actively but ours and casually just i thought were absolutely phenomenal this album is a what a way to start <laughs> your career like this you know this album is the reason why they're still playing shows playing this album in full up to this day because yeah. people still relate to and absolutely love this album what would you say they are they're, they're screamo right mm-hmm. are they screamo slash emo slash british rock i would yeah. say all of that but, kind of mixed in well i mean I say, the, we'll the, do hell is for heroes album after this because yeah. i think there's a lot of similarities between those two albums so we'll yeah. do that after but let's talk about this one first but i think that at this point the British emo bands or screamo bands were absolutely killing it. Okay. Like, fucking killing it. I thought just in the British scene at that time, things were going really, really well. That's that's interesting because I, I don't really know many other the sort of screamo or emo bands from this time. So I was about to say, I think they were probably one of the first to do this kind of thing. And there aren't many bands even slightly like Funeral for a Friend. I as far as i'm aware there might be some but like listening back to it and i i I was thinking like i don't understand how they were so big because their sound is quite different to what you would expect to be popular i can't put my finger on why you you might be able to i just think that this album it was perfect timing i think that we'll talk about new metal soon because we get to the new metal albums but i think as new metal was fading out the teenage angst was looking for something, but that didn't have the outright sort of angriness and hate that new metal did. Okay. And I think that emo and screamo was the perfect outlet for that generation. So I think that this was sort of a natural thing. Right. And it came out just as that had ended. And um, I think it was perfect timing. And, you know, lyrically and musically, it's fucking fantastic. It's just yeah. a, a wowzer of an album. Um, but I think they, they just... I just think they're really, really well written. I think if this album came out now, it would do well. Yeah, yeah, I think it would. Um, but yeah, I mean, just some of the they've they released loads of songs from this album as well, like as singles. Yeah. But even the ones that aren't singles, uh, well, the last one, Novella, I absolutely love Novella. Mm, beautiful song. I don't know what else to say. It's just an absolutely amazing album. Uh, I really like all the songs on yeah, it. Yeah, it's just great. I, you know, like Rookie of the Year is such a good intro like track it just comes straight in no messing around you're into it his vocals are fucking fantastic the guitars are great with like the the drummer doing all the little sort of screamo parts yeah um bullet theory is super heavy like it's a super super heavy track um video was great for that as well i loved it um but i thought that was really cool and then obviously the singles they released um were just great they had really catchy choruses with heavy parts and screaming, which I think that people just listened to and thought that's a really good combination, but they feel seamless on this album. Other bands had trouble going between those parts. I just yeah. think they're really, okay. really well written songs. That, yeah. that I don't know how long how long they took them to. I know that a couple of them were on the EP they released before this album came out because I got that downstairs. Um, 
I don't know how I got hold of that at the time, but yeah. I already knew oh, Funeral for a Friend before this album came out. Yeah, wasn't that Seven Ways to Scream Your Name and before that was Four Ways to Scream yes. Your Name? Yeah. Oh, happy You're that good. I remembered that. <laughs> You're good. So, yeah, so I, I was blown away. On re-listen of this, I was just like, oh, it's just like putting on a really comfortable pair of shoes that yeah. you know just are the best. You're just like, oh, I'm just back in it. And it's just such a fantastic album all the way through. Yeah. Absolutely love it. It's it's timeless, I think. Yeah. Um, I Again, I don't really know what to say apart from it's all really good. But yeah, I'm still I'm still shocked and still a bit surprised why they were so big compared to some other bands. But yeah, they got they did get huge. Yeah, I don't know if they ever broke America, so maybe it just feels like they were huge here because they were, and they got a lot of play on Kerrang and stuff. They got a lot of attention in magazines, and they were big. You know, they ended up supporting like friggin' Iron Maiden that year, which is an absolutely insane feat for a band that had only released one. I saw Maiden this year. And then I, <laughs> fucking funeral for a friend supporting. Like, yeah. what the hell? I did. Where did we go for that? I think it was, must be London somewhere. Might be, yeah, I remember they, might they, be the same, I think, same gig. I think they really got on as bands. And um, I think Bruce Dickinson really liked them. But I remember all the Maiden fans were like, what on earth is this? <laughs> I remember them sort of standing there being very confused at why this small British screamo band was playing before Maiden. Yeah. Um, but. I thought it was at the time I loved it. Now I would think that's a fucking really weird choice to have funeral for a friend supporting Iron Maiden, but they were yeah. huge at the time, so I can see why. They were. I want to keep talking about funeral for a friend, but I don't know what else to say. I know I've said that a few times now. I think that's yeah all we need to say really yeah. about that album that it's just fucking brilliant. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I should probably listen to more of their albums. There's only the one that I've listened to. <laughs> Uh, that was my choice. Romanite, right. uh, on the back of that, let's talk about another unappreciated great screamo band. Uh, that is Hell is for Heroes, The Neon Handshake. I was really excited for you to listen to this because I thought, I know Machi likes Funeral. And although it's not the same band, it's in the same vein, I would say, as Funeral for Friend, that sort of emo British rock. Did yeah. you listen? And what did you think? I did listen and I did really enjoy it. I really liked it. Um I Good. can't pick out too many specific things about what I liked about it. it was, um, but I think the screaming was quite unique, wasn't it? I, I, I can't pick it out now. It was a week or so ago that I last listened to it. It's kind of like a, he's kind of got like a shout scream where yeah. it's not like full screaming, but it's almost reaching it. Yeah. And and as soon as I heard it, I was like, that's cool. I quite like it. You know, it, sometimes when it's a bit different like that, I'll be like, no, I'm not too keen on that. But... Like yeah, it just grabbed me. It grabbed. I was say gripped and grabbed at the same time. Then it just grabbed me straight away, and and I was like, "This is cool. I'm gonna listen to more of this." I think we did listen to was was it one of their albums we listened to last year, or was it? It might have been just a song that we've listened to, or because for this. I think it was just a song that we listened to. Yeah, yeah, and I quite enjoyed that as well, and I was surprised. So yeah, like you said, I I remember hearing of the band. But I don't really know anybody who liked them that much, so yeah, definitely underappreciated. Yeah, I mean, I I would put them in probably <coughs> my top ten unappreciated British bands in general. I think all their albums are fucking fantastic. Um, they've got like a big set of fans that absolutely love them, but they never quite hit the heights that other bands hit, which is really unfortunate. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> should I go through my my notes for this? Yeah, yeah, go for it. We can talk about them. Uh, so I've got a mix of post-hardcore and British emo. Um, this album does really well at conveying anguish and hope, kind of like 
Funeral for Friend. It's got a lot of feeling involved in it. Uh, the entire album is a mix of huge riffs and Justin's shout vocals <laughs> hit the right nerves. And obviously they did with you as well. Um, out of sight, kick straight in with no messing around. I always felt like they had more of a Deftones influence than um, Funeral did. Although if sometimes you listen to some Funeral riffs, you think that could be a Deftones riff quite easily. Um, Night Vision evokes a lot of emotion in me. Uh, it kind of makes me want to break everything around me while crying. <laughs> like being really emo. Like, you know, it makes me want to trash everything while singing the words to Night Vision because it's so good. Um, other killer songs like Three of Clubs, which is a great song. Um, and then songs that make you want to really headbang because the riffs are fat, like I Can Climb Mountains and She Drove Me To It. Um, it's a top-notch British band and they should have been huge. Um, yeah, they they unfortunately they went under the radar for, not in britain but just overall i think they don't got they didn't get the coverage that bands like funeral for a friend got and i think that if they did i think they probably could have been as big um as they were so it's a bit of a shame but i do think that if you like funeral for a friend or any sort of british or any screamo or anything like that i think that neon handshake is definitely worth a listen like it's fucking really good from start to finish yeah I really just love this out I, i've listened to it i probably listened to it like three months ago all the way through so like, i listen to this album <laughs> regularly so i already knew how much that i i liked it um but i'm really glad that you did because i thought that this was one of the along with the blink one which you didn't like um i thought this would be one of the ones that you would enjoy so i was glad when you said that you liked it yeah was it hellas for heroes that made made like a comeback recently was it like maybe a slam dunk or something i know it was a huge band yeah, they, they, they'd done a reunion and um they played yeah, like loads of shows. Yeah. And they played Trees this year as well. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Trees, not um, Slam Dunk. Yeah, which was great. I think they did play Slam Dunk maybe a couple of years ago. But they started, put, like for the first time since like 2009, they started putting out new songs, which is yeah. fucking great for a Hell is for Heroes fan. And they were bloody brilliant at Trees. Like They're really good live. Really, really good live. Yeah. I recommend anyone seeing them. Um, they're fucking crazy. So yeah, just love this band. I love them, so yeah. I'd recommend this album awesome. to anyone, really. Yeah, and me too. I, I think I'll probably listen to a bit more of their stuff as well. Yeah, definitely. Wicked. Glad about that. Right, Adam. I think I picked yeah. Neon Handshake, so you can crack on, mate. Which one do you want to talk about? I think we should talk about Sixth next. Um, Ooh, we're, going, we're going on the British vibes now. We're talking about all the British bands. Yeah. Okay. Well, well, the thing is, <laughs> um, I got into Funeral for a Friend. There was a couple of, couple of good friends of mine. I was hanging out with all the time and, and they were the ones who got into the music and, and sort of fed it to me. And um, they, they were into Funeral for a Friend and Sixth at the same time. And it's like completely <laughs> kind of different stuff. Yeah. Um, and, and I obviously got into both of those bands through them as well. And I think we we saw, we definitely saw Sixth down in Exeter and Funeral for a Friend nice. were playing quite a bit down there as well. And they, they were going to see them all the time. Uh, I didn't get chance to go 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 down to sort of Exeter or Plymouth to to watch the the gigs as much as they did. But yeah, they they saw loads of bands down there. I think um, they probably saw Funeral Friend three or four times uh, and Sixth. But uh, yeah, anyway, uh, I'm gone off on one. Um, sixth, what an absolutely amazing album! The trees are dead and dried out. Wait for something wild. That's <laughs> great title. Isn't yeah, it? it's a great. When I refer to people, I just say the trees are dead, and people know what album I'm talking about. Yeah, because I can't be bothered to say the whole thing. <laughs> but if I said to you the trees are dead, you'd as a sixth ad, you'd know exactly what album I was talking about. I would say the Yeti is waiting. 
<laughs> I love it. The idiot waiting to um, But yeah, well, do you have any notes? Not notes. Uh, I didn't write anything down, but I know this album like uh, sixth album, first album. I, I don't know. I was say <laughs> <laughs> like the back of my hand, but I said it wrong. Yeah, I love this album. I've listened to it absolutely loads and loads of times. Um, I'm going to get a track list and there first, just to give myself a reminder. Um, but the first, the first, hang on, no, I didn't think I had written notes, but I don't need them. The first three songs, Scent of the Obscene, Pussyfoot and Hold My Finger. I mean, what a great three songs to open with. Um, Amazing. Yeah. I think as soon as the album starts, it kicks in and you're like, oh, I think at the time I remember thinking I didn't like prog stuff that much. Like, yeah. not because I wasn't into it, because I hadn't listened to any of it. Yeah. And as soon as I heard the first track, I was like, what on? Is he playing slap bass? <laughs> and why are the drums doing that? <laughs> and then some d- dislocated, tappy guitar riff came in. And I was yeah. like, I, fi- I mentally and physically don't fucking understand what is happening right now. And then after, after that album had finished, I remember thinking... Uh, okay, I've just experienced something, um, <laughs> and I'm not quite sure how to how to get my words out to talk about it. At the time, I remember thinking, "Wow, that was fucking nuts." I used to play when well, I worked in um, Computer Exchange in 2004. Yeah, um, in 2005, I worked in the shop. This album was on in the shop all the time because of me. Yeah, awesome. It was one of our like we had loads of CDs. Me and Danny worked there, and this was one of the ones that was just constantly in the CD changer. Like if you came into Watford CEX 2004, 2005. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you would have heard some sick at some point, and I would have been behind the counter at that point. Awesome. Uh, I I think I was a step step or two behind you. Uh, I think I, it didn't occur to me that they were actually playing instruments to make these sounds. It wasn't until I saw them live I was like, yeah, that's a good point. How the fuck do they make it sound like that with a guitar? Like mm. I, it just never really crossed my mind. I never really thought about this it. This is like. Um, a band that's turned on prog god mode for every album. <laughs> like They've just gone, okay, I'm going to be the best at this instrument and I'm going to play it obscenely mental <laughs> and, and you're going to have to be forced to listen to it. But it's a fucking great experience. Yeah. Do you know what? I haven't seen them since 2014 either, since uh, the download. I need to see them again because they're ah. still playing. Did you not watch them in 2017 at download? Maybe I didn't. I don't know. I don't think I did. You definitely played. I must have gone to see somebody else it instead. It was 17 or 18. I think it was 17. They definitely played because they released a Future in Whose Eyes and then they played loads of stuff off that. Yeah, do you know so what? They did play. I'll be surprised if you didn't watch them. Was that the main stage? Do you say that were they main on the stage, main stage? Yeah. And no one was there. No one was there. I don't think I saw them. I don't think I was there that year. But yeah, no, it's been long. I need to see them. But yeah, I mean, they're still playing. They played, was it Techfest this year or Arc Tangent, something like that? One of those. Arc Tangent, and I was gutted. Yeah, I was like, oh. Like headlining it. Oh. Like, they'd sit they and Devin Townsend, and I was like, this is like a prog metal dream. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, God, please. <laughs> but I didn't go in the end. Yeah. But yeah. But here's a quick fun fact In Search of Sun have more monthly listeners on Spotify than Six do. This <laughs> 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 ridiculous. Anyway, about 100, 100 odd, but I noticed that earlier, and I thought, well, In Search of Sun should be massive then, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's just it's well, it's just it's a new band still constantly releasing and touring, and Sick don't necessarily do that yeah. anymore. So yeah, you've got to do that to keep those numbers up. If any band stops, their numbers will drop off dramatically. Yeah, yeah. True. Unless they're you know fucking Linkin Park or something. So. <laughs> um, 
But yeah, going back to the track listings, like Skies of Millennium Night, I didn't think I liked it that much. Well, not liked it. I thought it was... Uh, one of my favourites. Yeah, I, going from looking at it, I didn't think it was as good as the first three. And I listened to it and I was like, I, do you know what, this was, that was actually a really good song, wasn't it? Um, then it goes into Emerson. Emerson into Peep Show is just beautiful to me. I, it is, it is, yeah. Yeah. Always would listen to that because there was two Emerson tracks, part one and two. Yeah, and it's just um just a keyboard or no piano, I, I believe. It sounds piano, more like piano yeah. actually, not a keyboard. They use a lot of synths though, which I like because like they don't need to add that stuff in to their music. No, but I always feel like this band are really good at like, even though you've got two guitars doing crazy shit, you've got fucking slap bass, you've got drums doing some sort of syncopatic fucking offbeat <laughs> shit. And then they just like throw in a synth or like a random sample. And I think it's wild that there's so much stuff going on. Yeah. They're still putting more into it. And it like it never feels messy. Yeah. Because everything is just so tight. And what you were saying about like Emerson and the songs like that on the album. And I think that I think that their um emotional stuff's even better on the on the uh, future in whose eyes. Okay. I think they're really good at conveying like emotional moments as well as the sort of really heavy prog metal stuff. Yeah. Like they, they, their balance as a band is just so good at balancing everything out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Peep Show is my favorite song from the album. Oh, it's a great song. Really great song. Yeah. Um, I, I never thought I'd see it live because it's only Justin that sings it. Mike, Mikey's not in it at all. But I'm pretty sure I've seen it. Maybe, maybe they did it at download in 2014. Um, yeah. They've definitely played it. Yeah. Yeah, so I was so happy, like because leading up to when I was seeing them, like I, I thought I, you know, I'd been hearing, oh, they never play it live, but uh, yeah, my favorite song on the album. And wait for something wild. I don't remember that one too much. Good. Yeah, um, then it goes into Tupelo. <laughs> that, that's a talk about weird song. <laughs> talk about a change of direction. But I like that though. I like that they do weird voices. You know, the monkey was waiting in the tree and all that sort of. I, this is what I mean. They're not afraid to just. We're gonna do weird spoken parts. Yeah. We're gonna do weird songs with fucking bongos and chanting. Yeah. <laughs> and then we're gonna do a prog metal track with tapping at the end. Like it, this band can. They're so talented. They can. Everything they do ends up sounding really good. They yeah. can make a pop album, and I bet you any money <laughs> it would be fucking amazing. Yeah. Because <laughs> they're just so. They understand music yeah. just so well and they're all such talented musicians and the way that the singers bounce off of each, uh, each other it'll be scream 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 lyric lyric part of a lyric other person sings the other bit of the lyric they sing two lyrics together then another one sings like three lyrics and another one comes in like the, the syncopation between the two is just unstoppable like yeah. vocally it you know we talked about the lyric the, the music a lot but lyrically it's fucking fantastic. For a singer, I think you should listen to this album and just, as if you're a muso, you should listen to this album because yeah. it's something to, be, and any of their albums, they're all something to behold. They're so, the level of musicianship is so high on these albums, it's almost unbeatable. And I remember everyone liking them at the time. Like, yeah. I, I remember this famous picture of um of um Rob from Machine Head wearing a sixth t-shirt. Oh, really? And yeah, like he'd play live and he'd just be wearing a sixth t-shirt. Like, I think the musos, all the people in the bands at the time, 
just fucking loved Sixth because they yeah. were so different. They went on tour with Machine Head actually this year. Did they? So we'll talk about no. the Machine Head album. But did they? Yeah, Fruit Ashes of Empires oh. album had Sixth as the support. Right. I thought you meant this year. <laughs> I didn't know. No, that. no. Sorry, sorry. Th- this In... year, two thousand and three, that we're talking about. Yeah. They had them support them. Yeah. Um, through that tour, I didn't see that. I didn't go to it. Got no, it. I didn't either. But Leader did. Did he? Yeah, nice. and a couple of other people I know went, and they were like, "Fuck me, that sixth band are just nuts." Yeah, like mad. But yeah, Tupelo is a weird. It's like seven, eight minute long song. It's weird, like you said. It's just like chanting, and 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 there's not much going on. Well, there's a lot going on, but also not much. Yeah, it's subtle. Yeah, and and I did write down. I I would never skip it. Um, after writing that down, I think I I did start skipping it after a while. Uh, but after a well, after after a long time, I listened to it. I listened to the album loads of times before I started skipping it. It just dragged on a little bit too long after a while. But um, yeah. it was still still amazing. Like it's part of the album. It's it's part of what they did. It works. Yeah, yeah, it works within it. Considering it's so vastly different to the rest of the songs, weirdly it works in that part of the album. Yeah, like you're like. This feels so different, but it also feels like it belongs in this exact spot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is so weird. Uh, in Bournemouth, I'm bringing my Bluetooth speaker in the hotel. We're going to blast that song. Okay. Sounds good. For everyone in the hotel <laughs> to hear the weird shit. <laughs> awesome. Sounds good. Uh, well, we never told people about that. They'll probably be quite confused. We're going to Bournemouth mm. together. Did we say that? We didn't say yes. that. Uh, no, we are going to the In Search of Sun gig uh, next week, Sunday. In Bournemouth. Yeah. And me and Adam are having a little trip. So if there's any Bournemouth people on here, come to the In Search of Sun gig. If not, we'll be out in Bournemouth on Saturday night. Yeah. Come holler. Yeah. I was gutted to find out there are no board game cafes. (laughs) (laughs) I have searched. (laughs) Simon plays on board games. Never mind. It's all good. We have to play Simon Says in the the hotel room. (laughs) Damn it. I wish I'd waited a couple seconds more for you to be drinking. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I had it in my mouth. I was going to spit it out. I didn't. <laughs> okay. Anyway, back to this. Um, where do we get to? Yeah, count, count me your dream. Count me no. your dream. I think is another one I'm not too familiar with unless I'm listening to it. But I remember the end bit. It it does. It, yeah, I, I listened to it and it reminded me of um your crisp thing because you said you wanted to, you you were taking it from like uh, uh well using uh, influenced by Family Guy jokes where they go on just for a little bit too long and you wanted to do too the long, crisp thing. Yeah. And at the end of this, they, yeah. they're just going, can't we all dream? Can't <laughs> yeah. we all dream? For just that little bit just too long. And it's and like, yeah, I know. It's great. I love it. <laughs> it's brilliant. Yeah. Uh, and then Emerson Part 2, another piano piece. Um, from here, I know how I might help you. And if you weren't so perfect, I haven't really got much to say about them. Still good songs. No, just... how might I help you? Oh, that was incredible. That's um, Miranda. Yeah, mm-hmm. if you weren't so perfect, that's with um, they're on a ship. No, the cabin boy, and and he's trying yeah. to sleep with Miranda, and then the guy's like, <laughs> Miranda's your girl, my girl, everybody's girl. This <laughs> girl, yeah. Which one's that? That's great. Is that how may I help you? No, uh, no, that's if you weren't so perfect. If you weren't so perfect. Yeah, such a good song. Um, yeah, that's great. I was listening to How May I Help You as well, thinking. If I knew the lyrics to this, would it be as good a song? Like with, with "How May I Help You," I, I, I knew. I, I think I just looked at the lyrics, or it's easier to work out. And as you're going through, it's like, yes, it's such a good song. You know what's coming up next because you because you've learnt the lyrics. But with some of the other songs, I haven't learnt, learnt the lyrics, so like, you can't really 
go along with it in your head. Just, if that makes sense. Yeah, like a story. Yeah, but still, they're all great. Out, great songs. Um, it's great. Such a fall was amazing. Should I, should I should I run through my uh, notes? Okay, and we'll talk to when, we'll talk about when will the forest speak after. If you want. Uh, no, do that now quickly. Then. Okay, when will, <laughs> I played when will the forest speak to Soren a little while ago, and he thought it was weird. Uh, he didn't. It is it, super weird. Yeah, so it's just a spoken poem. I can't remember how long it was. Let's find out. Oh, it was only three. The monkey was waiting in a tree. Yeah, only three and a half minutes crazy. long. Crazy. Again, that yeah, one feels crazy. longer, but. Yeah, it's just random stuff. Just a spoken poem, but I, I, I'm sure at one point I knew every single word to it. Yeah, yeah. I, I love those sort of when the mermaid slurs and the deep. And I'm like, oh, that's so cool. <laughs> They're just doing this like really <laughs> weird fucking voice. It's just so cool. I, I like that. It's, that's again like it's so different to anyone else that you heard at the time. Yeah, kind of just blew my mind. Exploded after listening to this album. I remember being like, what on earth is happening? <laughs> yeah. Wait, there's prog metal. There's weird bongos being played with chanting now they're speaking in weird voice poems what's <laughs> going on it's great um yeah i went through yeah, so i've just written uh this is a top class british prog metal album um it's insane how musically how refined this is for a first album it's nuts um scent of the obscene is a great starter because it has all of the sort of parts that are coming up in the rest of the album. So it sort of tells you who the band are and what they're all about, you know, what's in store for the rest of the album. Um, Skies and Millennium Night, you know, the changes in that song, the time changes, the dislocated riffs, everything's insane. Melodic parts throughout the whole album are beautiful. That tapping part with the... At the end of Skies and Millennium Night is fucking epic. Yeah. Like everyone is just tapping with the drums just doing this like little (laughs) tiny little beat just oh it's so good and then they you know you think it can't get any bigger and then they're still tapping that same bit for fucking ages and then they bring in that synth part and then that really long stretched out vocal you're like this just literally can't get any more epic (laughs) like there's no there's no way you can take this song any further um but i think that's the same for the rest of the album like overall it's just um it's a piece of art, I would say, musically. So yeah. if you're a muso, you know, guitar player, bassist, drummer, singer, anything, I think that you really need to listen to this album because I think that it might make you better at your chosen instrument just by listening to this and uh, sort of taking it in and absorbing it into your sort of, um, you know, whatever music you play. But yeah, if you like prog and you haven't heard this, you're insane. Yeah. <laughs> Although I will say it's not my favourite sixth album. Isn't it? <laughs> It's actually the one I go to the least. Okay. Um, I listen to Death of the Dead Day more than this. Yeah. Because I, I like that album more. Although I still, you know, I love this. This is the ten out of ten. I think all of the albums are ten out of ten albums. Yeah. Um, but I think Future in Whose Eyes is their best album. You, you've said that before. I've tried listening yeah. to it and I couldn't get into it. But oh, I, I, I think I, I, it must have just been losing concentration. Because they are a hard band to get into. I can understand. I mean, I just want it to blow people's minds. I want, if you listen to this, someone just to listen to it and just, even if you don't listen to it after, I just want you to listen to it to experience this album. Yeah. Because it is an experience. What, this, um, or this any other or albums. What you just said about This, this album, okay. this album. But yeah. I think that the most palatable and the best, I think, is Future in Whose Eyes. Yeah. I think that is the best one. I think that they've, they've come on. I also think the production is much better. Um, the production of this album is really good. But I think that Future in Whose Eyes, obviously, with all the modern technology, just 
really tight, great, boomy sound. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I we could talk about this album for another 20 minutes. So yeah. let's <laughs> move on and stop telling people how much we like Sixth. <laughs> that was my choice. What do you want to go for next? Um, okay, let's talk about, because we mentioned Machine Head, let's talk about uh, Machine Head 2003's Through Ashes of Empires. Adam, did you listen? Yeah. And what did you think? Uh, it's such a great album. Um, I think probably one of the only albums of Machine Head that I've really listened to. Uh, I know, I know, it was That's... obviously the Burning Red. Um, I well, I had, I had Hell Alive, which had a lot of their sort of greatest That's songs. Good. Yeah, good. Um, it's a good album. That is good. Good live album. But before this, I'd never listened to the Burning Red or any of their other albums. But I had it on repeat all the time. I think I've said before, I, I was, I, I was playing the PS2 a lot. Um, so back college days, I didn't have much money. I know I was playing, what was that called? Um, I don't know. I can't remember at the time when I said it recently either, but like this album and Stone Sour's album, uh, first album just reminds me of that game. And it, like I said, it was on repeat nice. all the time. Um, but I, there was one interesting thing I noticed. So I thought with this album, it kind of dies off in the middle and then you get descend to descend to shades of night at the end and then that sort of because it's so different such a different song I, I i think i would always lose concentration through the middle and then that would kick in okay. and go oh yeah remember this album's on because it's so different it would sort of catch my attention reignite it yeah. um to remind me to put it on again to start from the beginning <laughs> but listening to it again i knew all of the songs apart from one it was interesting very interesting and i don't know if you've got anything similar with it seasons wither it was called yes. and i listened to this yesterday i was i was sat down writing notes about this yesterday and i put seasons with it so i was going through trying to work out which songs it was that sort of i lost my concentration for and it was just this one song i put it on and i i would have sworn to you i'd never heard the song before in my life <laughs> That's insane. it's weird right because <laughs> your brain just like yeah. switched off the one song and then just like switched back on again yeah. oh maybe it was a few songs each time but it was always on this song. Sometimes it would be a few songs beforehand, a few songs after maybe, um, because I did know the other ones around it, but not as well as the earlier ones, if that makes sense. It was it's mm. such a strange thing, I know. That is weird, really weird, yeah. actually. Um, what did you think on re-listening to it? I, I did think it was there was nothing wrong with it. It was, a, it was an okay song. I was wondering if, like... The album just goes so hard by being so good for the, the first half of the album. It's like absolutely amazing. My brain needed to take a rest or something. <laughs> it's, it's your rest song. Yeah, I don't know. Like I said, <laughs> I swear to you, I would, if you had put that onto me randomly and gone, this, do you know this machine, do you like this machine head song? I wouldn't have known it. I would have said, no, I've never heard this song in my life. You've been like, what album is this off yeah, of? <laughs> I don't under, I, yeah, I don't understand. That's weird. That is weird. I like that though. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, but uh, what else have we got here? Um, it is incredible start to finish, uh, including that. Because I think, yeah, I, I look back, the, the, the song before that one is Vim. And I listened, listened to it and I was like, yeah, I, I know this song. It's actually a really good song. Um, yeah, it is a really good song. Oh, yeah. The, the fact that it finishes with Descend the Shades of Night, that's the perfect place for it because you need to wind down because it goes so hard, I think. If you had that in the middle like Tupelo was... Uh, it wouldn't yeah. have, and I reckon that would have been an amazing song to listen to live because it just builds and builds and builds. It starts off slow, builds and builds and builds. I don't think I've heard it live before. Uh, I don't know whether they play it no, live. But I never have. 
Fucking great album, though. I absolutely love this album. Really good. Really, really good. Um, should I run through my notes quickly? Yeah. Okay, so I've put um, coming after the. I've write, I've so I've written these like reviews, like I'm like I'm fighting for fucking Kerrang. <laughs> um, if you're listening, Kerrang, I I will write for you if you want. I'm good at it. Um, coming after the very divisive Supercharger album, where they went for a no, more new metal direction, um, they get back to their more metal sound on this album. So kicks off with Imperium. Which is was it that or Davidian that you didn't hear live, Davidian. but they'd already played? Well, it was Davidian. Because okay. I've got here in brackets. Ask Adam if this was the song that he didn't hear live. Must be a Machine Head thing that I just don't hear their songs. <laughs> when are they going to play Davidian? Oh, they already have. Oh, right. <laughs> that is the best. Um, um, do you want to retell that story quickly, just if there's any new listeners that haven't heard? Yeah, that? I want to. So, I want to tell a different. So I did. I did a similar thing recently at a local gig as well. Um, so it was one of the early downloads it must have been like 2004, 2005, I think. Um, we were quite close to the front. We were in between two pits for machine head. And, uh, I, I was there thinking, you know, I, I, I know it all. I, I, I knew more than the people I was with about music generally. And yeah, machine had finished and I was like, that can't, that can't be the end of it. They must be coming back out because they haven't played Davidian yet. Um, but they had already played Davidian. I just didn't. I, 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 I just think I just didn't know the song that well. So like, I probably did hear it. Well, no, I did. I would have heard it. I was just like, yeah, you definitely would have heard it. Yeah, I just didn't know it well enough. But I was, I, I was that cocky. I, yeah, maybe I just thought I knew better than everybody else, and I had something to say. I had to say something to, to show that I was, yeah, better musically. <laughs> but yeah, similar thing happened at a local gig, a band called Hacksaw been seeing them since well about 20 years probably since about 2003 as well um they're from bath they haven't really changed their set in that time they, they play the same set they're just two-piece really jokey like messing around band and they were playing at a local gig and uh i must have missed their first couple of songs i was out in the in the beer garden i came in quite drunk they, they got halfway <laughs> through their set and it was like oh, what do you want to hear next and i said oh beer and whiskey egg and chips and they just sort of looked at me and went sort of thing and i was like what what did i I say wrong but i reckon they must have already played it before (laughs) before i came in so they just kind of ignored me this is why adam should always have the track listing for the gigs that he goes to yeah so he knows what's coming and when (laughs) so he doesn't miss any tracks yeah but again i I, love that again i always think of that now whenever i think of machine head i always think of that i was yeah i associate machine head now I associate them with being an amazing band, but I also associate them with you not <laughs> hearing their songs live. <laughs> well, yeah, the thing is, it was probably the big, the, one of their biggest songs at the time. Probably is still one of the biggest songs. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I didn't know it at the time. I didn't know the song, but I was pretending to be all cool and like, oh, yeah, I know what's going on. Did the same thing when, uh, <laughs> when, when, <laughs> when, uh, Bowling for Soup had two great big blow-up sheep on the stage. <laughs> and I was there, I guess it could be Lamb of God next, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine my surprise when it was Bowling for Soup. <laughs> I wasn't that surprised, but I was like, oh yeah, how did I get it so wrong? <laughs> Shit. Yeah, Bowling for Soup come out. This next song's called Redneck. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> no, I wasn't, I wasn't really that arrogant. I wasn't... I don't think I was arrogant, but 
I don't know. I maybe just felt like I knew the most in the room at all times about music, but I obviously never did. No, no, maybe never <laughs> did, but no, it's, uh, I, I tried honestly, too hard it. sometimes. Yeah. It's fine. I love that. It, got, it gives me every time. That's why I put in brackets. Was it Imperium? <laughs> but no, it was Davidian. That was Davidian, it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Imperium's great. Um, yeah. Uh, probably one of the best Machine Head songs. That middle eight riff is oh, when the song just stops and that middle eight comes in, and then the double time drums come in. Every time I was just, I was cooking downstairs last week, and I had that album on, and when that came on, I had to stop Vicky, go into the front room with Vicky, and then rock out to that middle <laughs> eight because it's just too fucking good. Like it's too insane. Yeah. Um, Bite the Bullet is another banger. Yeah. Um. Elegy's great with that slow, palm-muted riff sort of running through it. Um, Days Turn Blue to Grey, really fucking great emotional song about, you know, like abuse and stuff. It's fucking great if you read the lyrics. Um, yeah, I think it's a return to form for Machine Head. I loved Supercharger, but a lot of people didn't like it. I'm on the sort of, it's almost like there's an anger. You either love it or you hate it if you're a Machine Head yeah. fan, I think fucking still love supercharger i don't care what anyone says about it. i still think it's great it's got some great songs on it um but i think that generally this is considered when they sort of returned to form because burning red and supercharger did go in a more sort of new metally direction a lot of people were put off by it um but that's just what was happening at the time um and yeah from here on out i genuinely think every single album is fucking really good like they don't miss a step basically well apart from catharsis which was pretty terrible um but yeah the rest of them were great but yeah I, I think it's a really fucking awesome album and I'd recommend it if you haven't heard it. Yeah. For Ashes of Empires Machine Head should definitely be listened to. Definitely. Yeah, I agree. Adam, what is Ooh, next what for hell? us, sir? Oh, there's still quite a lot that we haven't done. Fucking hell. Dude, we're, 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 we're cruising through these, man. Yeah. We are cru- we're cruising through these. Similar, similar band. I, I, I think Spineshank then, Self-Destructive Pattern. Oh, yes. What an amazing album. Um, Fuck yes. Again, I, I don't have any notes on it. I didn't. I, I I don't know what you think of uh, the previous because a lot of people really liked the previous album, uh, the height of callousness. Height of callousness. I know. Ne- I never yeah. really listened to it. This was the first album Ooh. I owned. I did know some of the singles from the other one. This was the first album I owned. And yeah, it, like new disease and stuff. Yeah. What's that? Like new disease. You would yeah, have heard. New and smothered. Yeah. And a, a couple of smothered. Or smothered or synthetic. Um, I can't remember the other one. Yeah. Synthetic. Yeah. That's it. You know, going back to similar to what we said earlier. We we were going to play synthetic in in when I was in a band uh, and co- cover nice. it, but I think the guitarist just couldn't get it, so we ended mm-hmm. up covering Shinobi versus Dragon Ninja. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it's a sick tune. Amazing! It was so fun to play live as well. It's similar to what you said earlier. Like obviously horrible, horrible things that happened. What that he did, but after like from playing that live, like it's always going to be something to me. Yeah. It's such a fun oh, I song love, to play. I love those those love those first two um, Lost Prophets albums. I think they are amazing. It's kind of sad that the rest of the musicians get tainted with that stick, and we can't listen to Lost Prophets anymore. Yeah. Obviously, but yeah, it's a shame because that's a big tune. But anyway, we're talking about Spine Chunk. Fantastic album, start to finish. But I think I would say I think so. May, maybe it doesn't drop off in the middle, but maybe my concentration dropped off in the middle for this one as well. Maybe that happened a lot. Because I was going to say it happened a lot for a lot of albums from sort of this era, but it was probably my concentration and not the albums <laughs> themselves. Yeah, I don't think this album drops off at any point. I think it's solid all the way through. Actually, yeah, no, you're wrong. Yeah, you know what? You're right. It doesn't drop off for me either. 
Yeah, Violent Mood Swings starts off amazing. We got smothered on this one. Oh, such an amazing song. Great single. Beginning of the end. I love that song. Um, pretty much all of these, to be honest. I can't. Okay, no, it doesn't drop off. I don't know what I was saying. Must be another album I'm thinking of. <laughs> Sorry. Should I, it's all right. Should I run through my notes quickly? So we can run through. Um, so I put one of the last great new metal albums. Uh, the genre was almost dead at this point. So it's very weird that this came out <clears throat> at this time, because if it came out a few years before, it would have been huge, but it was massively overlooked. But we'll get to that in a second. Um, Violent Mood Swings is a great opener. Super proggy, industrial with just incredible vocals. Um, Slavery might be the heaviest song Spineshank ever made. Like it's just brutality. When he's screaming, this is slavery with the most disgusting downtune guitars behind him, it's like epic. Um, yeah, it's got awesome chorus um, and breakdown at the end is so good. Smothered is just a fantastic song. Loved it at the time. Still love it just as much now, if not more. The video was fucking awesome as yeah. well. Um, Consumed is another banger. Um, beginning and the end is probably one of the best spine shank songs it's great banger chorus the whole album's great and like i said before it's a real shame it came out so late because it was really overlooked new metal would become a dirty word by 2003 um so the stigma for the for the new metal was attached to these bands um probably my favorite spine shank album or maybe ugh, maybe it's a tie between this and height of callousness because they're both fucking great all the way through but yeah this is an amazing industrial new metal album. It's so good. Everything is just top production. Production is really good. Like it still sounds just as poppy and sort of bursts through the speakers just as well as it done then. They really concentrated on good production on this album. I Yeah, I don't have enough good things to say about Spineshank in general, but this album is fucking great. So if you like any type of metal, but if you like industrial especially... Or if you're a fan of new metal, but good new metal, <laughs> listen to Self-Destruct Pattern, Spine Chank, because it's fucking awesome. So I don't like industrial music, but I really like this. I, this is I an would, industrial never new metal album, dude. Put it as that. Maybe I should listen to Static X as well. That's another one I'd never got around to listening to, so maybe we should do that next as I brought okay. it up. But, we'll go um, into that. Yeah. Because yeah. if you liked this, you'd fucking love the Static X album. Really? Because it's very similar. Okay. Yeah. It's a shame you didn't listen to that one, actually, because I think listening to this and then that would have matched perfectly. Yeah. I just kept overlooking it. I, I looked at it and go, oh, I'll, I'll listen to that another day. I'll listen to something different. <laughs> just never got around to listen to it. Yeah, but Spine Shank, this album, Spine Shank, fucking incredible. Really good. Shame it uh, was unappreciated in its time, but it's definitely appreciated now, 100%. Yeah. I know. I, I know um, should we talk about... They, they brought a single out in 2020, didn't they? And I, I feel like they brought they a did. few out. There's only one on Spotify, but I think they brought a few yeah, singles. That out. one done really well, actually. Yeah. It done really well. People really liked it. It was really good. So I, I think I think their last album was 2012. I think they're going to do another one. Okay. At some point, people have been talking about it, so it'd be really good. It'd be really great to see them yeah, live. I don't think I ever like, saw them. I live. never got to see Spineshank live. I would bite someone's arm off to see Spineshank <laughs> live. So I think that would be really really cool. Awesome. But yeah. Cool. Should we talk about Static X yeah. Shadow Zone? As it's in the same sort of breath as we're in the sort of new metal yeah. era. <clears throat> okay, so again, I've written in my notes exactly the same thing what I said about this album. It's an unappreciated album. 
due to the sudden death of new metal. Although I wouldn't consider Static X a new metal band because they're very much a industrial metal band like yeah, Spineshank. I... Spineshank and Static X were thrown in. Yeah, you know, they they were thrown in with the new metal group, even though they were very different to new yeah. metal. They were put in the same, so they were sort of brushed, you know, tainted with the same brush. Not saying tainted. New metal is not a dirty word to me. It got bad. We all know that. But it started off really good. Um, and Static X were the ones that started it in, you know, 1998. Um, but yeah, anyway, I appreciate it was time. Um, in retrospect, it's a really solid Static X album. Although not my favorite Static X album, it still has really fucking great moments on it. Um, Destroy It All is such a good starter. A lot like... Um, um a lot like violent mood swings yeah it's just full throttle from the outset which is why i think oh man he's gonna listen to this album and really <laughs> like it because it's just destroy destroy all with just industrial metal it's just like yeah yes yeah, please you're right. um yeah <laughs> new pain and shadow zone yeah you need to listen to it new, new new pain and shadow zone are both standout tracks the only is by far one of the best singles static x ever released and still fucking absolutely kills this day it's a great yeah. song um that might be one of my favorite static x um songs it also shows on this album that wayne was a really good singer and not screamer because he sings a lot more on this album than he did on the last okay. one and his singing vocals are fucking awesome um uh invincible is a great closer to the album but i would say that the track so just so it's <laughs> unlike a lot of static x songs where it's not as heavy it's quite, I wouldn't say commercial, but it's not as heavy as their other stuff. It's not industrial at all. It's kind of just like a really good metal song. His vocals on that are just so good. Like, it is probably one of my favourite Static X songs. And overall, again, a great killer album from the Kings of Evil Disco, as they <laughs> called themselves. <laughs> but I fucking love Static X. Like, this isn't my favourite. I think that um, Start a War, the album after this, is 10 out of 10. This is like an 8 out of 10. And obviously, ones before this were fucking amazing as well. So I love every Static X album. I've been a huge Static X fan since day. Uh, Wisconsin Death Trip is unbelievable before this. And Start a War after this is better, I think. But I still think that if you like Industrial Metal, if you liked that Spineshank album, you should definitely check out Static X Shadow mm. Zone. I think it's well worth yeah. listening, without a doubt. Okay. Yeah. That's... And unappreciated in its time. Because it was 2003, the only was a big single, but New Metal was dead on its ass by this time, and they got roped in with that. They got dropped from their label after this. All the New Metal bands got dropped from their labels because no one wanted to put out New Metal albums. So they all had to sort of start from the beginning again, which was a bit disappointing. Yeah, them, Head PE, Spine Shank, fucking all the, the bands that weren't necessarily New Metal, but got tainted with that brush, all dropped off of the big labels like Sony and, um, you know, all of the Interscope and all those ones, they all got yeah, dropped. I didn't know that. Apart from the huge yeah. ones like Corn and Linkin Park and you know the ones that really made money. But the bands in the middle, they all all, all went off the big labels. Um, Head PE called it the major pain phase of their existence okay. because <laughs> they hated working with these big... Yeah, because in the beginning of New Metal, everyone got to make what they wanted, which is why New Metal got so big because it was bands just playing the music yeah. they wanted to play. But then it got so commercially successful... They were being told what to play rather than playing what they actually wanted okay. to. So head PE call it the major pain <laughs> yeah. years of um of new metal because it brought its downfall, unfortunately. Yeah. Well I think yeah. I, I will probably go and listen to this then. I know I think everyone knew black and white at the time. 
I thought it was a good song, but it wasn't to my taste really. I was, I didn't like industrial stuff like because F- Fear Factory were releasing. Oh well, they had a lot of stuff on like Kerrang and Scuzz at the time. I, yeah. I said before that's pretty much how I got to know new music at the time. Um, and yeah, it just I just knew it wasn't to my taste, so I never looked into them anymore after that. So I will listen to them because I thought. I didn't like any industrial music, but you've, <laughs> it turns you've out told you me do. I do. Yes. <laughs> well, no, you've told me well, that yes, you do. Well, you've told me that it's industrial. <laughs> I, didn't know, I didn't know it was industrial. Maybe I don't like it anymore. I'll listen to it next time. I go, ah. <laughs> now, I, now I see the true you. Uh, I don't like you anymore, self-destructive pattern. No, no, it's, it's an amazing <laughs> album. Um, and I will listen to this one. I've been yeah. deleting. Awesome. Trying to, trying to see how many albums we got left. I've been deleting the albums i'm not actually going to delete that one off of here so i remember to listen to it so you just said two bands that we have albums for yeah uh who picked that one you or me uh we just went oh, on yeah. because it was the well, next one so you well, can pick well the we're next either one, going head pe or corn because you mentioned both of those which have one pick um, one dude well yeah you're talking a bit at the moment you can carry on talking because i don't think i listened to head pe's properly either i know i had it on um i must have got busy at work and and I didn't concentrate on much of the album. At, well, I don't think I concentrated on any of the album, to be honest. Not even like the first song. So um, I tried with Ed B, but I, I have nothing to report on them. Okay, I'll go. I'll, I'll, I'll go into Ed B because yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I would call myself a massive Ed B fan. Like you know, just I am a huge fan. I've been yeah. si- since the very beginning. Um, so yeah, Ed B Blackout. It's by far not the best Head P album. Um, they would admit that themselves, like I said, they were really struggling at this time with what they were writing and what the major labels would put out. They said they were writing songs and they were getting rejected or the lyrics would be not what they would consider to be sellable lyrics, blah, blah, blah. But I would still say that this has some of the best Head P tracks on it. Um, but it does also have a lot of tracks that I know that Jared has spoken about now to say that he wasn't happy with at the time and he still doesn't like them now. But starting with songs like Suck It Up, which is a fucking great intro song. Absolutely brilliant. Just you never would have thought that Head PE obviously being like a rap rock sort of band would do disgusting guttural vocals. And it has like a bell ringing and then like, you know, ladies and gentlemen, introducing Head PE. And then he just screams in the most death metal guttural voice ever destroy <laughs> and then there's just a drum fill and then it just goes into like a really sick head pe riff um and that's really great bury me is really great blackout is probably one of their best songs and best singles it's an absolutely great song uh crazy life is fucking amazing half the man is like a brilliant sort of slow track um other side is great and Fallen is great. I do think that it has some standout tracks. I wouldn't personally recommend someone to go listen to this for their first Head PE album. I would recommend another one. But I still think that if I played you just those tracks, you'd be like, oh yeah, fucking hell, they're awesome, really good. But then if you listen to some of the others, you'd be like, eh, they're not that great, which I totally understand being a Head PE fan because this sits middle slash bottom out of Head PE albums for me. Um, I know it was commercially successful, like the last album was, it sold a lot. Um, but they weren't happy with it and they dropped from the label and then they made completely different stuff on the new album on the sorry, on the album after that uh, only in america um but yeah i still i still think it's worth a listen for the singles i think suck it up um crazy life and uh blackout are definitely worth 
a listen to to get a feel for head pe and then maybe go check out some of the other albums um but i still enjoy it it was still nice to listen to i remember in 2003 going to camden to buy this album the day it came out because i was so excited to buy it so it still brings back really really good memories and the blackout song and video are well worth watching on youtube because it they're the video is sick and the song yeah. is sick as well i think so. i've seen blackout yeah but yeah I've seen the video for that yeah it was yeah. a big song if you heard it you'd probably be like yeah i yeah. know this song yeah it was a really really big single but yeah like they said they call this the major pain phase of their life because after broke they were not allowed to make the stuff that they wanted to make because the label just didn't want to put it out so they said fuck you we'll put this album out and we'll drop from the label we'll go put <laughs> out our own shit and it was much better yeah. to be fair so yeah but yeah still you know if you want to listen to some really good uh new metal uh yeah check out suck it up blackout and crazy life from this album because they're definitely worth a listen awesome uh you haven't said any other bands in that so is it to corn next maybe we we, we can google, go to corn we, next do yeah. the google whack where you don't find a, a lead so you go back one and go to the other direction <laughs> <laughs> okay go for it you start with this one then so this is uh corn's 2003 album take a look yeah. in the mirror album uh, Adam, did you listen? And yes, what did you I did listen. Again, this one was only today. Uh, I listened to it, uh, similar to Meteora. I knew I knew it very well, um, so I didn't feel the need. I didn't sort of check it out that early. But I love this album. Um, I don't know how big it was at the time because it came from... It was Issues before this, wasn't it? Or was there another one? Yeah. No, was it Issues then? No, followed... this was un- Untouchables. Untouchables was, was before it? this. It was. I've, I've had, it I've was had this conversation with other this. people because I, I always forget what albums they brought out because it was issues. Was it issues then follow the leader? Then untouchables? No, follow the leader. Follow, leader, fo- follow the leader, issues, untouchables, yeah, then Jesus. this. Sorry, I know Corn yeah. too well. I'm a nerd. But still, I mean, I at the time, knowing all of those albums first, like you, you do expect them to sort of either lower in your opinion or change a little bit. And it to not be your taste because they're not what you know, um, and so I was su- I surprised myself at the time by really liking this album. I think Untouchables was an amazing album, and it was only a year later they released Take a Look in the Mirror, and I again, like I said, I was surprised that I liked it still. Oh no, I was surprised that it was as good as it was uh, because they hadn't dropped off in my opinion. But yeah, so many good songs on this one and on Untouchables. And like to be two, only like a year apart as well. I think it start starting with uh, right now. That kind of that's got a few sort of bits that reminded me of issues, and I really wanted to go back and listen to issues again after after listening to that one. Issues is really good, although no one seems to like that as much as other albums. But I think issues, issues is great. was the first album I got into them with. So yeah, I, I was really surprised to like this one as much as I did at the time. Um, it gets a bit weird. You're one a single. Uh, I I was never a big fan of that. What do you think of that one? Oh, I yeah? love that song. Well, you got you got to wait to see what I say about the album. <laughs> this might be the first one we disagree on. Okay. Yeah, I I, I don't know what to say. I'm sorry. Okay, I'll I'll say I'll say my bit about it. I'm on the other side of the fence when it comes to this yeah. album. I think this and Untouchables are my least favorite Corn albums. Are they? Hmm. Yeah, I told you last time, I've never been a fan of Untouchables. I was disappointed with it at the time. And I was really disappointed with this album at the time and still am on re-listen. Apart from there's a few really high moments. Right now is awesome. Um, Did My Time is 
the best song on the album, without a doubt. Um, it's the real high point of this album, I think. Um, it's just a fantastic corn song, one of my favourites, without a doubt. Um, Play Me featuring Nas is sick as well. I love his rapping over the corn music. I think it works really well. His voice fits perfectly. Um, and I think Y'all Want a Single is great as well. The rest of the album, I really don't enjoy it. I didn't enjoy it at the time and I don't enjoy it now. This album still to this day doesn't do anything for me. I think it's really luck luckluster. Luck, luck, hey, luck. Lackluster. <laughs> luck, last, lackluster. I think it's really luckluster. Um, I think that, that yeah, I, I, I didn't like this phase of Corn. I didn't like Untouchables that much. Although, again, really good singles and some standout moments, but I thought the rest of the songs I didn't really like. And the same with this album. I thought that See You on the Other Side, the album after this, is vastly superior to both of those albums. And Issues before those two albums is vastly superior as well, in my view. But I've never been a fan of take a look at the mirror by corn mm. i am a massive corn fan but this is i would listen to untouchables over this this is probably the corn album i would go to last yeah. out of all of their albums to listen to personally i don't think it's a bad album by any stretch of the means i don't think corn make bad songs necessarily but nothing on here grabs me and makes me think that's really good i mean it's standard good corn stuff but it doesn't. I don't feel anything from these songs apart from the standout tracks, like I said. But yeah. Yeah. I. I. I'm. I'm just. I've never been a fan of this album. That's interesting. Yeah. To this day, still not listen to it today in the car, and I was like, eh, <laughs> no, still, still, still don't enjoy this album. All these years later. Yeah. So, yeah, and this is probably the first time since the time that I've listened to it all the way through. Which is weird because I had a lot of friends that played it constantly, that loved it all the way through. And my friend Lewis just constantly had this song on in his car. But yeah, I just didn't. It just didn't connect with me. Not not a bad album. I just yeah, I just just don't don't enjoy this album, unfortunately. Which is rare yeah. for corn albums. But yeah, th- those two just never been my go tos. The last things I would stick on when it comes to corn, definitely. There's albums I would put on in a heartbeat. Yeah, but those I'd be like, oh, really? Okay, I'll play it. <laughs> <laughs> awesome well we've got a few albums left to talk about do you want to pick one uh yes i will pick uh killing joke killing joke because i'll be interested to see what you thought of this album so 2003's killing joke self-titled killing joke did you listen yeah. and what did you think well i listened to both songs on this album and i didn't like either of them so both songs <laughs> <laughs> you didn't go any further than that no i didn't i, I didn't at all <laughs> okay that's fine did you get a vibe did, did, overall what did you think it was a while ago it was not what i was expecting and i can't remember why i didn't write any notes down for it was it a similar kind of like sound to type of negative like slow am i am i right in thinking that not no, at all was it? it's all fast paced i need i need to check <laughs> I, I struggled to find it to start with because it was one of those stupid ones that um, had a re-release. Yeah, so they, it, was... it doesn't say 2003 on fucking Spotify. It pissed me off. No, it said it, it came out in like 2017, 2017 or yeah. But it didn't. It came out in 2003. Yeah. Well, it's called Killing Joke. We've, we've talked about that before. I hate I hate yeah. when bands do that. And they, you know, they, they re-release an album and they but they put it as the year that they re-released it rather than the original year. So you're like, oh, yeah. they released this album in 2017. No, they didn't. They released it in 2003. So it should fucking say 2003. Really annoying. Yeah, I was looking. You can put re-release. That's fine. Put re-release, but yeah. at least put it as the year that it came out. 
Wasn't a fan of it at all. No. What did you think? Well, I fucking <laughs> love killing <laughs> jokes. So, <laughs> um, um, I'll, I'll put. I'll put. I'll read what I got in my notes here. So I wrote: This album is non-stop industrial British rock. Um, with Dave Grohl on drums on this album, oh. and it really shows because uh, it's relentless, start to finish, just fucking pumping riffs, ridiculous vocals. It's just insane. Um, it begins with Death and Resurrection Show, dirty riff that runs all the way through, starts off the album in like a furious way. Um, Jazz Coleman's vocals for the whole album are fucking outstanding. He does everything from shouting, screaming, weird voices and amazing singing um total invasion has lots of weird vocals with a pulsating chorus asteroid implant and loose cannon show off everything that the band has to offer they are insane crazy riffs great vocals and amazing songwriting um you'll never get to me shows a different gear for the band being more of an emotional driven track um but it's a fantastic song again with a fucking great chorus um overall a tour de force for any fan of british bands and if you're a muso you should love every second of this album because it's fucking relentless. And Dave Grohl's drumming is just insane. <laughs> if you're a drummer, you need to listen to this album. It's amazing. And I know this was, um, Dave Grohl was a huge fan of Killing Joke. And um, when he got asked to do this, apparently he was absolutely thrilled and jumped at the chance to be on a Killing Joke album. I think it was one of his things that he wanted to just tick off in his life. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I... I fucking love this band, but this album is just fantastic. Uh, I think um, I've listened to it. Well, I mean, I've listened to it a lot in the past, but I think I listened to it three times this week. <laughs> it's on the way home yesterday. Uh, on the way home t- today, uh, day before last, I listened to it all the way through. And then uh, last week, I listened to it all the way through as well. So I was just like, this fucking, fucking album's just great. So yeah. I, was re- I was actually, I'm actually surprised that you didn't enjoy it. because I thought, I think you'll find this quite interesting. Yeah. I think it was one of the first albums I I put on, um, knowing that it was going to be a it was like a daunting two weeks ahead of me trying to listen to twenty two. Don't say that. You're just listening to cool 14, music, man. Twenty two albums in fourteen that? days. Yeah, a few. I mean, a are few you going to hit your you. target for the year? You said you wanted to listen to how many new albums? Oh yeah, I have no idea. I don't remember. Some. Didn't Somebody you say 50? Let... You said 50 or 25 or something. You said, I will listen to 25 or 50 albums that I've never heard this year. And you listened to a lot in the last, you know, for the last uh, episode and this one. Yeah. So I think by the time we get to the next episode, you might actually reach your target. I might do. I completely <laughs> forgot about that. <laughs> I remember I you saying it. You were like, yeah, I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to, you know, you're like, I'm not afraid of listening to stuff that I've never listened to now. So I'm going to listen to loads of new music. Yeah. And get into loads of like new bands and discover albums that you never have. So you are doing that because you have enjoyed a lot of these albums that you haven't heard before. I have, yeah, I have, yeah. But yeah, I have to go back and find out what I said, <laughs> or somebody, if if somebody uh, in the Discord will let me know if if you remember. I know, yeah. I know. It was to it was either just before our build up to download, or at the beginning of the year, you said. Because we were listening to lots of new stuff when we were talking about new releases, and you were like, "Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna li- I'm gonna set myself a target of listening to. I can't remember what you said. It was 25 or 30 or 50, one of those." And you were like, "Excuse me, yeah, I'm gonna listen to like those albums." So I listened to that many new albums within a year. But I think you're gonna reach that. Pro- I probably am. Year, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I remember it now. <laughs> now that you've brought it up, but <coughs> if anyone can tell us what that is, just tell us uh, in a Discord. If not, we will find it somewhere and. Uh, yeah, 
find out how many albums yeah. Adam has listened to awesome. and how many he's got to go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, none of them will be killing joke. <laughs> oh, dear. Okay, so uh, the next album on the list is Deftones, self-titled 2003, Deftones. Um, quite a change from White Pony, the album before. This one has more of a sort of dreamy vibe, less upfront guitars um, and vocals were more sort of dream-esque, um, but still groovy and heavy in places. Um, Hexagram is just, I can understand why he tore his vocal cords because the screaming on Hexagram literally sounds like he is ripping every single shred of what's left of his vocal cords. <laughs> it's fucking disgusting. It's a great start um, with really weird time lyric delivery and absolutely throat splitting screaming. Um, the snare sound on needles and pins when that drum beat kicks in, is just like, well, that's the perfect drum fucking sound. We've got that down. No problem. Um, Minerva is great. Really dreamy, weird track. Um, a strange single at the time for them to release considering they released loads of heavy stuff from White Pony and then they bring out this really weird, dreamy song, Minerva. So it was a strange one at the time, but I still love that track. Uh, this Deftones album sits in the middle for me. It's not my favourite Deftones album, but it is interesting because it's sort of like their take on a more dreamy version of Deftones. Um, I still really like it now. Um, and it's one of those albums that I will just stick on in the background and listen to. Not my favourite. I don't think it's the best. Uh, but if you're a Deftones fan, especially, and you haven't heard it, I think it's worth a listen. It's a really interesting phase although saturday night wrist the album after this i think is vastly superior still takes the dreamy elements but adds in more heavy stuff it's more palatable i'd say but probably the weirdest deftones album this one but worth a listen if you're interested in the dreamier side of deftones yeah i, I didn't like minerva um but yeah we, we just had a, a private chat backstage about this and uh i i remember it i remember seeing it now on the list you sent me I just didn't convert it to my list. I didn't write it down when I wrote my own list. Um, because I was being lazy, I was just taking screenshots of albums. Simon sent a really nice list of about, what was it, about 12 to 14 albums. And I was going through just screenshotting. And I said, I, I know typing these out is an infinitely better way of doing it, but I'm being lazy. So I made sure I typed a full list out with all the screenshots as well. But I missed this one <laughs> off. And it wasn't deliberate. <laughs> That's cool. That's all right. So let's talk Bleeding Through. Yep. This is love. This is murderous. Did you listen? And what did you think? I did listen. And I absolutely loved them. Um, I don't think I got fully through the album. But I, I, I know I heard of them a lot of the time. I knew they were around quite a bit of the time. I don't think I ever really got into any, any of their singles. But like straight away from this... This this album, I absolutely loved it, and I was like, "What? Why have I not got to, into to them before?" Yeah, I, do you know, I thought you might like this album because I know you like your heavy shit. Yeah, and I was thinking that I consider this to be like a quintessential metalcore album, like something that you sort of, if you like heavy music, you kind of just have to check out a little bit of this album. So I was thinking he's going to like this. So I'm really glad that you <laughs> actually thought, "Yeah, this is good," because I was like, "Oh, this is so good." When I was listening, I was listening to it in the gym, I was in the gym. I was doing weights, and I was like, oh, this fucking album's making me want to fucking throw <laughs> these weights into the earth, motherfucker. I was like doing extra reps because Bleeding Through was giving me the power to fucking yeah. do it. Yeah, you're right. With um, me and heavy stuff, there was a time, probably back at this sort of time, 
I was into much heavier stuff than I am now. But I, I do I do still like heavy stuff, just don't listen to it very often. So yeah, I I don't know why I never really got into Bleeding Through at the time. But yeah, I really enjoyed this album. Are they still going, do you know? Yeah, they are. 100%. Oh. Excellent. I should I should probably yeah, yeah. check some of their newer stuff out. Their well, last then. album was 2018, Love Will Kill All. Fucking unbelievable album. Yeah. All their albums have been fantastic, but the last one was a real fucking high point. It was really great. Yeah, they're still playing gigs and doing everything at the moment, so I think they are going to make a new album at some point. Yeah. Um, but they're still going. But like this album, I was obsessed with around this time. They Every time they came over from 2003 to like 2008 i saw them every time really? and they came over about nine times within <laughs> that i saw <laughs> them at the hell. underworld in london like three times saw them at, at just saw them support as many people i watched them and do you know who they had supporting them no i can't bring me guess the that. fucking horizon supported bleeding through really yeah in like <laughs> 2005 i think it was yeah um the astoria 2 maybe um yeah with bring me as support which was the first time i ever saw bring me and i was like what the fuck is this this is crazy when they were like real real fucking tech fucking metal pure (laughs) screaming it was great um but yeah like this album is just flawless again it's metalcore but everyone is playing at 100 percent god mode um love lost in a hail of gunfire with that willem dafoe intro there was a firefight and then it that fucking drum pattern just kicks in and then it just goes off the whole album just fucking kills from there um uh number seven with a bullet is a fucking amazingly brutal song on wings of lead with like a really nice singy chorus which they didn't do that much um which was a nice little change of pace uh this is love this is murderous brutal city condemned absolutely disgusting and to end the album with revenge i seek the lyrics on this album when you listen to the songs you need to read the lyrics because lyrically okay. it's fucking brutal like you know the the album cover is a knife through a heart with blood everywhere <laughs> that is literally all you need to know about this album this is love this is murderous it says it all yeah um but i would say if you're a fan of metal um it's metal corey but it's kind of more metal than metal corey but it is a metal core album i would say um if you're a fan of metal in general i think you should definitely give this album a try because i think it's really worth a listen and this band are still killing it up to this point right now yeah. so i'll be interested to see what they do next um but yeah i highly recommend this is love this murderous i think it's fucking amazing and live they are incredible i should know because i've seen them too many times <laughs> so, to count, but so many they times. are literally the reason i kept going back to see them was because they were so fucking good live like the energy is off the scale with this band it's fucking amazing yeah um, but yeah I love this album. Awesome. No, I, I surprised myself recently. I, I've seen people asking for a, a band called Paleface for Bloodstock. And I was delivering to one of the shops I delivered to. And I saw a guy with a hoodie working there with a Paleface uh, on, on his hoodie. Yeah. And I was like, do you know what? I'm going to check them out then. Uh, and they're, they're quite heavy. Um, I, I didn't listen to too much. I didn't listen to a whole album. I couldn't, I couldn't do one of these episodes on it. But um, there's a song called The Orphan, which it just reminds me of an old school Slipknot song. And it's absolutely incredible. Nice. Really good. So, yeah, check out. Well, I think I think they're on Spotify as Pale Face Swiss. Um, oh. I could be wrong. I could have got okay. completely the wrong band. But, yeah, I you should check out that, definitely. Okay, yeah. Hells yeah, I will. Sounds good. Awesome. We've only got a couple of albums left. Uh, first, I think we're going to 
Three Days Grace, aren't we? Are we are indeed, yeah. Yeah. With the album Three Days, Three Days Grace. Yeah, the self-titled Beginnings. Uh, did you listen? And what did you think? I did. Sam? I listened to this one a couple of times. Um, I couldn't pick out any specific bits from any of the tracks. But the main thing I took away from it was it reminded me of a band called Finger Eleven that I really, really liked uh, around this time. And and it wasn't just like one or two songs. It was like pretty much the whole album. If if you like Finger Eleven, you'll like this. Or if you like this, you'll like Finger Eleven. Uh, I think the the album is one... Oh, what the fuck was the album called? I don't know. From around the same time. I did, they did a few albums. Um, but yeah, can you tell yes. us more? Yes. Um, I mean, just a fantastic start overall. Uh, I mean, just like you, the song, the second song on the album... We used to cover that in my old band. Yeah. Like I was like, let's play a Three Days Grace song, and then I just learned just like you on the guitar. I was playing guitar at yeah. this point, and um, we played that on guitar. It's really really fun to play. Quite easy, but really really good as well. Um, but yeah, just like you is an absolute banger. I hate everything about you, which is obviously a song that a lot of people yeah. know. It was a huge single at the time and really like put them on the map. Um, Home, which I think is the best song on the album by far, um, just an absolute banger. I saw them play this live a couple of years ago so fucking good still this band are great um let you down is a great song drown wake up it's just a wicked album all the way through although i will say again they've been so consistent with their albums throughout the years apart from the new one which i wasn't that keen on it's not my favorite three days grace album although i will stick it on at any moment because it's so good um but yeah, this band, they're one of my favourite bands of all time. I would, I, I'd, If I named my top 10 bands that I loved every single thing about and the bands that I think that I love the most songs of, I'd probably have Three Days Grace in, you know, top 10 rock and metal bands, they would be yeah. in there. Like, this band are unbelievable at songwriting. And they, I don't even think this is their best album. And it's still really, really good. So I'm really glad that you liked it. Yeah. Uh, what you just reminded me of something then with um, I hate everything about you. That was obviously, like you said, a massive single of theirs, and I did know that song already. But I think it's one of the my least favorite songs on this album. Uh, it's a little bit different yeah, to most I, of it, and I think the rest yes, of the album not is my favorite. Better than that, even though yeah, that is a good song. It's, good. it's just because it was catchy, and I think it hit home at the right time. That's why that song was so big. I mean, it's had. 648 million <laughs> plays on Spotify. Yeah. So all of their songs, 648, 469, 298, 272, they're all in the hundreds of millions. Yeah. This band are huge. They have 9 million monthly listeners. Like, I Jeez. don't think anyone... Um, you know, they're not that big in the UK, but across the world, Three Days Grace are a huge fucking band yeah. that people absolutely love. And uh, yeah, they're one of my favourites. So yeah, I would recommend this album. Um, I think if you're starting off with Three Days Grace, I'd probably recommend One X as your starting point. But I still think if you listen to this album, it's a really good, solid album all the way through. But yeah, fucking yeah. love this band. Yeah, <laughs> love them <laughs> me, so me much. Too. Well, I think before the last band, we should do some. We should do the honorable mentions because I want to put a drum okay. roll in and see if people can guess what the last album we're going to talk about is. But we've got some massive albums still in honorable mentions. So the ones that we decided we weren't going to do a big talk about, some of them, like I said, are massive. We've talked about them before, like Iron Maiden's Dance of Death. We 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 gave our probably two pence 
um, two cents. Yeah. Uh, when we did the yeah, Iron Maiden episode. So yeah, here's a few of them. You got Iron Maiden Dance of Death for 2003, Evanescence Fallen. I'm pretty sure we talked about that before as well, haven't we? I think uh, that's a ten out of ten album, by the way. Yeah. I think that that album is just mind blowingly good. I I I will stick that album on over and over again. I fucking love it. Yeah. Cold Year of the Spider, a band that we both said that we really liked. I don't really know many yeah, other people who, like, who, who really know of them. But they're still big, quite big in America. They're still touring all the time over there. I just found it. Finger 11, also self-titled album. Finger 11, uh, 2003. Amazing album. So if you like Three Days Grace, Three Days Grace, listen to Finger 11, Finger 11. <laughs> 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 the Darkness, Permission to Land was this year as well. Another 10 out of 10 for me. I never, Flawless. never listened to it. It was our party album was it? for about two years, from 2003 to 2005. Yeah. If we had a party, that album was going on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, that, that album's flawless. Awesome. Uh, I think I've said before, I wasn't keen on them at the time, but when I did listen to them, I think for the podcast, not too much, too too long ago, I was like, I kind of get why this was popular now. I kind of get it. I'm not part of the haters anymore. Not that I ever hated them, but I wasn't a fan. The last honourable mention we've got is uh, Story of the Year, Page Avenue. I believe it's their first album. I'm not actually sure now. But I think I've said it as well before, that was massive over here. I don't know about in America. And as far as I'm aware, it's still their most popular album by a lot of people. So that's why they never really took off as much as I think they should have. Oh, okay. But I don't know. I could be wrong. I, well, I, I an opinion. But... I, there might be some things that I have completely missed. But yeah, that is our honourable mentions, unless you have any more. No, that's it for me. Awesome. So yeah, we've just got one album left to talk about. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put a drum roll in here. Uh, if you want, you can maybe pause it. <laughs> maybe write down a few bands that you think it could be. Because you will have heard of this album. I forgot how big they were. So, drum roll. You will have heard of this album, which is AFI Song. The, is this Song the Sorrow? Have I got that wrong? AFI Sing the Sing Sorrow. The sorrow. Oh, okay. Well, it's late. AFI Sing the Sorrow. I forgot how good this album was. Uh, well, no, I, I, I remembered how that it was a good album, but listening listening to it again, I was like just blown away by it again. Like, why were AFI not massive? They should have been like really, really big. Yeah, still a big band, but they should have been yeah. huge, absolutely huge. It's a real shame that they weren't yeah. massive. But although saying that, they did have a lot of albums, didn't they? I don't really know. Yeah, they had a lot of albums before yeah. this as well. This this wasn't no. their first album, so I don't know. They're not. Oh, they are still going. I did not know they were still going as well. Yeah, of course. Yeah, their last album was absolutely was incredible. Oh, oh, Bodies, yeah. Bodies 2021. It was amazing. Really great album. They've been very consistent, I think. Yes, well, they probably because of people like me then who just stopped caring about them. <laughs> um, yeah, and people like me that continued, <laughs> we continued the, the yeah. AFI. With Summer Underground. I think I heard that one. But yeah, to me, AFI are a bit like the used for me. I, I wouldn't have really known much about the used if it wasn't for Kelly. I mean, there's probably a lot of bands that were around that sort of time who carried on going, but just never made enough, uh, I want to say, ripples in the water to make enough people notice them still. But they, they carried on and are still really good. Definitely. 
if I've been very, very consistent. So yeah, what did you think of the album overall then? Oh, amazing. Oh, phew. every song. Every song is amazing. Really, really good. <laughs> it is like, a fucking great album. Yeah. And not even my favorite AFI album. We'll get to that. Isn't it? Okay. No, it's fucking outstanding. But yeah. But again, I'm going to say I, I can't pick pick out the songs from looking at the word uh, from from the song title and go, oh, yeah, that that song has that really cool bit in the middle with the, with the bridge. Or I can't do that. Um, <laughs> yeah, the leaving song, Silver and Cold, Girls Not Grey. So many so good songs from it. I, I think I will enjoy. Yeah, I'll recommend an album at the end of this bit. So I, I've put here. Um, they have a great goth punk style, um, and Davey Havoc has a very distinctive voice. You know it's AFI straight away by mm. his vocals. Um, obviously, heavily influenced by the Misfits, which is why I love them so much. Um, it's very okay. Misfits e, um, just taking that punk edge out and put more of a goth sort of style to it. Um, yeah, the Leaving Song Part 2 is fucking amazing. Silver and Cold, love that slow start, and then it explodes in the chorus. Girls Not Grey, with a Misfit style gang vocals, just amazing single. Um, Death of Seasons, which has screaming, an industrial dance part, and an amazing punk chorus. Like You wouldn't think that those things would work together, but just that's just how good AFI are. That song just fucking works so well. Um, Sailor Lloyd Dream, another great track. Um, yeah, I just I love this album overall. I think it's a fucking nine, ten out of ten album. But probably my second favorite um, AFI album behind the Art of Drowning, which was the album before this. Um, so I okay. love Sing the Sorrow, but I think Out of Drowning is my favorite, and then Sing the Sorrow. So I don't know what people would prefer out of those two. Um, yeah. But I think consistently. They've been very, very good across all the albums. Like I said, even their last album, Bodies, was really, really good. Um, so, yeah, just consistently, I think they've been a brilliant band. And I think that this album is well worth listening to. It's very easy on the ears, yet yeah. very creative in parts. And mm. it's just fucking great. Just great album. Nice. Awesome. Yeah, I, looking at these albums now, yeah, I remember them. One of the guys, not the Dream Theater guy, the other guy that I said about that was in Two Six and um, Funeral Friend earlier, he was a huge AFI fan. He had all of the albums before. So yeah, I remember when when the singles came out from this one, and I was, like, I'd never heard of it before. He had all the albums previously, and he it was the nice. same with In Flames because when when they were oh, nice. big at this point, um, it was oh no, it wasn't Come Clarity. Um, but yeah, In Flames had loads and loads of albums previously to that as well, didn't they? And he had all of yeah. them. And and oh, I was awesome. just blown away by like how he'd been a fan for this whole time when they, they were just <laughs> sort of breaking through to like the the mainstream of rock people, I guess. Yeah, if that's a that's a weird way to say it, maybe. But um yeah, I forgot how how long AFI had been going and I didn't know they were still going. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Going I, for I, ages, man. Ninety five yeah. was the first album. That's how long they've been going. Yeah. Just looking now, the art of drowning. I'm gonna li- I'm gonna listen to that. I don't think looking at the song titles, the the, the track names here. I don't think there's anything yeah. I've heard. From art of it. drowning is the one for me. It's thing. if you if you like this, you'll fucking love art of drowning. It's great. Yeah, awesome. Well, we should probably hang on. I heard a voice. What's this? I I know I've seen December Underground. The it was a big before. album. Like yeah. yeah, when they released Miss Murder, that was huge, and Love Like Winter was a huge single as well. There were two massive singles off that. Yeah. So yeah, December December Underground was a big album. So you definitely would have heard stuff on Kerrang or whatever at that point. Right. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm going to check out that 
we should probably go now because this is going to be a long episode again. Uh, but it's been very cool. Uh, hopefully, I don't have too many loved albums it, to listen to. I've uh, loved, I've loved looking back on these albums and looking back on this year. And yeah, some fuck. Honestly, two thousand three was a really solid year for albums. It really yeah. was. Like we've had so much to talk about, but in retrospect, a really great year for music. In, yeah, you know, alternative music, definitely. Yeah, so uh, in in between recording the last episode and and this one, I I obviously had the list of what we were going to do. I I saw um Dylan uh, or yeah, it's Dylan Rangley, isn't it? Dill from D- Dillcam put a post up about albums from 2013. So I had a quick look because <laughs> I don't know many of them, but obviously that was a massive year for a lot of people as well. Uh, I think definitely. Architects brought an album out that year. Sempaterna was that year. So uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to the next next episode as well. But there'll be oh, a lot some more good albums from 2013, mate. You're going to be thrilled. That's another really good year. Yeah. So there'll be a, but there'll be a lot more albums that I'll be listening to for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes, we've got to wrap this episode up. Thank you for listening. We've been really really enjoyed doing this one. If you want to reach out to us, you can do. You can contact us on any of the social medias, uh, email, all that sort of stuff. We'd we'd love to hear from you. We'd love to hear any feedback corrections any questions you have um if you look in the episode description you might have to click see more to see more of of the description Uh, our patreon can also be found in the episode description if you want to support us then you can do we've got two tiers a three pound tier and a five pound tier like i said they are just support tiers at the moment we are still working on getting awesome stuff for you but it's uh taking a lot longer than we would have liked but um if you join the three pound tier we all say a massive heartfelt thank you to you on the next episode if you join the five pound tier then we will say a massive heartfelt thank you in er at the end of every episode we don't have any new patreons this this episode but we do have to say thank you to the absolute legends james harrison alexander toon dan jacobs cross dean delicado george butler Christopher Hambridge, Henry Richardson, Scott Seeger, and Ben, my my mate Ben, really good friend of mine, uh, such a good friend. I don't have to say his surname, just Ben. Um, thank you, Ben. Really appreciate. It. So I'm sorry, Ben. I know, I know. I said I would look and find out where you told me how to pronounce your surname. I couldn't find it. Can you tell me again? <laughs> thank you, Ben. But all, all of you, all, all, every one of you, absolute legends. We really appreciate you. Thank you very much. Simon, do you want to talk a little bit about your YouTube? Yeah, YouTube's going well, as always. Thank you very much for everyone for subscribing. If you haven't, please go and do that. Um, the video should be out by this, but I'm actually doing a video with Mr. Chids Vids himself. So oh, nice. uh, we're doing a... We're doing a video about horror movies and we're going to talk about our favourite horror movies and everything Halloween surrounding horror. So that will be my next video out. We're going to have a little Discord chat and that should be out on YouTube now. So go and check that out. Awesome. Well, it's been a long one this episode. We're going to have to say goodbye. We've got to go now. It's a goodbye from Simon. Goodbye. And a goodbye from me. Goodbye. Goodbye.